0: Cycle 365 will no longer be bringing you content, all operations will be going effect immediately and all operations will be cancelled.
1: Just kidding!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Cycle 365 episode 27. 27. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Booten. And I'm Cody Stauffer. We'll be hearing from Simon later. Yeah, we will. will. So anyways, Cody, what are we going to talk about today?
2: So... We're gonna talk about the NCAA eligibility ruling. Followed by that, we're gonna give our thoughts on the CBA for the NFL, since we never talked about that. Followed up with free agency talk. Then, as a little special for the month of April and April Fools, we're going to talk about intramural stories from the past three years, including the most ridiculous ones. And to end the show, stick around Cause we got a special surprise for you listeners so
0: yeah, yeah so anyways Cody tell us about the uh, NCAA and how they have extended the spring athletes eligibility by one year
2: I mean that's the biggest point is that it's spring athletes they're not extending winter athletes so that includes basketball so all of the seniors or The seniors who would have played in conference tournaments or maybe even the NCAA tournament won't be playing another college basketball game.
0: That is sad because we wanted to see Jonah Radabaugh play for the UNC Bears in the tournament.
2: And the Bears really had a good chance of going to the NCAA tournament.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But...
2: But that's not going to happen. However... Let's focus on the spring athletes. So that would the spring being track and field, baseball, softball, softball. I can't think of any other spring sports. Well, those ones that really matter. So those those are the big ones. So, however, I'd say that baseball is kind of weird anyway, just with the way that the farm system works
0: in the uh, in the pros. You mean?
2: Yeah, and just like. Going between minors and college level, like, a lot of those players might just go
0: on to play minor league ball, honestly. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, most seniors will probably just go play, play in the minor leagues, um, but I think it'll be interesting to see the dynamic outside of baseball, besides, like I said, baseball is the special uh, exception, but outside of that, to see what happens with, like, track and field and softball. Um, it's to see like what are they going to do with these I guess you say quote unquote now super seniors that are going to be on these rosters Um, like are they going to be in school like don't you have to be to be NCAA eligible you have to be a full-time student of that school to play so um, if these if these athletes are graduated are they going to waive it for this one year if you have graduated you don't have to be in school to play as a senior. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how that all works out. They One of the
2: things from the NCAA is that there's significantly less relief or aid. So if the players come back, they'll be coming back and paying for participation, basically, which is kind of weird because it creates like a club sport dynamic almost mm-hmm. just at the Division One level.
0: Yeah. It's also going to be interesting to see how now you're not going to only have, like, obviously a baseball team and a softball team only have around 25 people on the team, right? So how are you going to fill that spot considering what if you have a really good incoming freshman but you also have a really good super senior? Who are you going to give that roster position to, you know? It's going to be interesting to have not only four to maybe five different grades going into um, going onto a roster, but now you're gonna have possibly six. So like, that's just a lot of people to try to figure out how to put a roster together. Because as you like, I said, without football, like besides football, all the other sports really are pretty limited in roster spots. So it'll be well, maybe it's the exception of track and field, but um, it'll be interesting to see how these coaches and how these schools uh, really just get around the fact that there's gonna be so many athletes that want to play on their team. True, and another point to bring up too is.
2: With the NCAA tournament having been cancelled and all the conference tournaments canceled, there's already been cuts to already been cuts to budgeting for NCAA schools and mm-hmm. Division I schools. So there's less money this year and more people or, and this upcoming year and more people. Mm-hmm. And plus you also have to think about like the coaches who, you know, they have a senior that they really care about or like a good senior who can play at a high level. But they also have a freshman coming in who's promised playing time. That's the reason that a commitment happened. Yeah. So I wonder how this is going to impact commitments and change of commitments, honestly, for yeah. spring athletes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that's on all levels, too, with, with softball and with track and field. Yeah. Like, there's – it's a cool idea that the NCAA wants to give these seniors another chance to play – At the same time, there's, I feel like, a lot more waves being caused by it than they thought was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. know the full scale of the implications yet.
0: Yeah. Um, Just to circle back real fast, you said about money being cut, basically. I mean, overall, really, there's only a a handful of NCAA programs that even bring money in with teams like Alabama, Texas A&M, Ohio State. Ohio State. Seems like that, but we may see none this this next year bringing money in. Those three might; they have their funds have been cut. Uh, their funding has been cut, and who knows? Maybe they won't even bring anything in this year. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but then also to your point of people going, like a bunch of people on a team, like we said, and commitment-wise, I do think that with the, I mean again, talking about baseball is a little bit different, but the MLB draft is in June, so that's in what, two months? I do think that we will see a lot more younger high school players or college players sign with professional league teams. Because um, normally you have... Because the, there's like 38 rounds, I think, in they'll in MLB draft, something around there, 40 rounds. If you're in the top 20 usually, so if you're top half, you usually sign with that team because it means they have a pretty good chance of making it to the, to the big leagues. But if you're under that, usually players will will not sign the contract even if they got drafted and go play college baseball. But I think with the fact that there's going to be extra seniors there, I do think now that more kids in that bottom half of the draft will sign with their major league team, which would just be interesting to see because that's just going to be a lot more young guys in the league that are, un- that are I would say, not developed well enough yet. And um, we'll have to see how that how that works out.
2: Yeah, and that's going to create a, comp- a bigger source of competition in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. which is already a hard place to compete given, I mean, just like the conditions that they have to play in is not always up to par. Yeah, I mean, and they're, not, they're not
0: flying on planes anymore. They're driving, they're riding buses to their away games. Or,
2: the, or they're, they're driving in their own cars. Mm-hmm. And they get traded all the time. So, you know, just an influx of players in that facet would be really interesting. Yep. And then another thing to think about is like track and field sightings are a, a big deal for a lot of schools. And I know that a lot of athletes rely on that. And so part of me thinks that what if schools rescind their offers? Because a school can do that. Mm-hmm. And and I know someone who had happened to where they had like an offer to play somewhere and then the school just said, never mind because of talent coming from other places. Right? Yep. And another thing to consider is also like the transfer rules of the NCAA. Like how how does this impact that? Like, people who were transferring who had to wait a year to play, like, do they get an extra year after that too, mm-hmm. you know? If they were like a transfer redshirt junior or something like that,
0: yeah. so. Yeah. Um, the one, the one uh, sport we forgot about for spring is, is tennis, and that's big time. So, like, tennis is a big sport. Um, and again, that's that small roster size. Um, I mean, maybe what five or six people on a roster that are going to compete at a high level in Division One. Yeah. So like,
2: I, I know that the UNC roster has less than twenty.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like I said, the six of them are going to be actually playing at the high level. Um, so like, it's just yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. Um, I guess it could also affect the Olympics. I mean, we'll go into this too because like, there's some smaller other things I'm just reading here about other things. Um, obviously we got the big ones, but ones like lacrosse is in the spring, rowing, and beach volleyball. So, I mean, like... Those are all Olympic sports. I know, they're all Olympic sports. So with, well, I don't know about lacrosse, but, um, but like rowing is, is an Olympic sport and so is beach volleyball, um, and so is water polo. So, like, obviously we know that the Olympics have been changed to 2021, um, but that's also... Is it the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics? Summer. So summer, yeah, so these, these will be playing, be, being played next year, but what does this extra year of eligibility do for those people that were gonna play or be in the Olympics next year? Like, I don't know if you're, like, again, going back to the NCAA, if you go to the Olympics, I don't know if you can go back to NCAA, you know? So they'll have one more year, so they have to make the decision if they wanna go to the Olympics or compete in their last year of, of college.
2: Yeah, and that, that also impacts the competition, too, though. Because, I mean, when you're an Olympic athlete, you are fighting to keep your spot. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Michael Phelps is in the minority of players who are athletes who get to compete at basically every Olympics for multiple years. I mean, there is one swimmer out of Colorado. I don't know if you remember Jesse, but Missy Franklin. I remember her. She, she won yeah. gold. Yeah. And then she just wasn't even at the next Olympics. Yeah. Or if she was, she didn't win any medals and she won't be at the next Olympics now so you know certain athletes this is this was like a huge break for them but now with another year new people may become eligible right Yep. to compete in the olympics and if they're if these younger athletes are better then some of these older athletes might lose their chance to compete for their country
0: yep just a big a big issue but before we go on i want to just tell you a funny story about missy franklin Okay. okay. So I knew this, I knew one of my friends knew this guy who uh, went to Valor Christian who was on the baseball team, right? Um, Missy Franklin, obviously everyone knows who she is. Um, she was going to go to prom with this dude from Valor Christian, right? Um, and so my friend's, my friend's friend was at the game and um, he was watching and this, he was the pitcher, the, the guy, the pitcher for Valor Christian, I don't remember his name, but he was planning on pitching the game and then asking her to prom right after the game. But he took a line ball, uh, a line drive straight to the, the face, and had a gigantic swollen black eye and broke broke his orbital bones, so he couldn't ask her to prom that night. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh! Rip, <laughs> yeah. Missy Franklin visited my middle school like it was right at the year right after she won gold at the Olympics, yeah. and oh my gosh, it was like a bunch of piranhas. Oh, they just swarming, around. they're like, sign this, sign my phone, sign my phone. Yeah. She's just like, oh my gosh. Maybe that's why she didn't want to compete in the Olympics again. Yeah. Because Newton Middle School was going dummo. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, anything else you got for... I mean, it's just, really? it's just breaking news. It is. From saying spring eligibility, anything else we really need to cover there?
2: I don't believe so. I believe those are... We've talked about all the big things that we need to think about. And yeah. Gotta, I mean, it's a big deal. It's really a really big it deal, is. and...
0: We'll see uh, how it works out for for these schools.
2: Yeah, and it's and it's going to be really different for also the basketball players too, the seniors.
0: Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, staying on kind of on that same topic, we can talk about the new CBA that has been signed um, in the NFL um, and what it means for for football and NFL players um, and what for you as fans should expect going into the twenty twenty season.
2: Yeah, for. First things first about this the players the the new CBA was passed with a vote of fifty one point five percent yes so there was less than a hundred votes of difference there was only a fifty or sixty vote difference between yes or no from the players mm-hmm. that ultimately passed the new CBA
3: yep
0: so let's um let's enlighten our our listeners just on what What's going to come of the NFL or What changes we're going to see in the NFL because of the CBA Go ahead
2: Okay so One of the bigger ones is that the Not this season But next season in 2021 The regular season will be 17 games Long
0: Yes Now if you're uh, not aware there is seven, There's 17 weeks currently But that's with a bye week So you only play 16 games But now you're gonna, they're going to play an extra game in yep. The regular season, and there
2: games. is three preseason games. And there's only three so preseason yeah.
0: games, so they lost a the preseason game,
2: which is, I mean, nobody watches the preseason games yep. anyway. That's and def- yeah. if I feel like four was one too many, yeah, because now you can use one to see who makes the team, basically, mm-hmm. uh, with all the backup guys, and then like huge cuts after that game, and then you can use games two and three to figure out. Starter positions, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. so I would be happy as a coach because I feel like preseason games are usually a waste of time. Yeah. And from a coach's perspective, I think it's got to be frustrating. And I know coaches in the past have said four is too many preseason games. Mm-hmm. And either no matter what, I feel like the preseason games were going to go down.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that three preseason three preseason games is exactly what's needed. Um, <clears throat> I think that was a big plus. Because then not, we're not going to see as many injuries in the preseason. Um, and yeah, like Cody said, you can have one game to evaluate your younger talent, who's going to make the team or not. You can have one game to get your starters ready, and then one game to work on concepts and stuff like that. So like, I think definitely three is three is the right number. But again, like we said, we're adding that first preseason game on now to the regular season where you're going to play an extra regular season game. So
2: Yeah. And I'm curious to see how they're going to format that, because... So the way that you play games, if you don't know how an NFL schedule is built, is you face one division from the AFC. Or NFC,
0: opposite conference.
2: Well, you face one whole division from the AFC, one whole division from the NFC. Mm -hmm. You play your rivals, you play your division twice, and then you play the teams that place the same as you did in your own division.
0: In the other two divisions. In the other two divisions. divisions. In your conference, yeah. Yeah,
2: in your conference. So, I don't know where that other game is going to come from. Maybe you'll face somebody who's the same place as you were in your division from the other conference. Possibly. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to decide how to do that. So... Um,
0: a thing I can think of is, like, so it's really, really rare. I see, like, for, we'll just take the Broncos, for example, because I know them pretty well. Um, the Broncos are usually always playing either the north, east, or the south from the, uh... From the NFC. I don't know why they don't play the West that much, but maybe it could be teams out of the West. So like, just
2: like the same like, division across? Yeah. Okay. Have that extra. That. Well, I mean, it cycles through every four years, so it's usually just a really long time uh-huh. between divisions in the NFC because you face four from the other conference, but only three from your conference. Yeah. So, that, but I, I like that idea of just yeah. using.
0: So like for the Broncos, you either play someone from the NFC, if like you play the Seahawks, 49ers, Rams or Cardinals
2: I think that'd be great for more a cross conference competition because right, there's I, not a lot of rivalries across conferences
0: and I also feel like obviously they're put into regions for a reason like it'd be more regional play like yeah. we want to see more games of the Broncos versus the Cardinals like and, and the broadcast would make more
2: sense too yeah <laughs> so
0: you know yeah. what I mean like, yeah so just and like people in Seattle want to see the Seahawks play Denver like that's could be a big game yeah. and within the same area so I think that could be good but we'll see how it happens
2: yeah sure okay what else we got in the CBA so the biggest thing that's happening this season is the playoffs are going from 12 teams to 14 teams so there's gonna be two s- extra teams seven from each conference and only one team gets a bye week now
3: yeah
0: first the first
2: the number one team the number one seed gets by yeah. and then the other six teams play in the first round yeah and there are three wildcard teams. Mm-hmm. So I could see how this could be advocated for because there's arguably been some pretty good teams who've missed out on the playoffs yeah. just due to the division-winning kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's definitely why it happened. Jesse, what do you think of, like, the race for the number one seed?
0: Well, I think it obviously makes uh, the race for the number one seed much more important. Um, you know how, like, we see it a lot... Um, like a week 17 game when there's a team that's already locked into the number two seed and they don't play any of their starters because they don't want to get hurt because they already have locked into that number two seed and that bye but now they're going to have to play so we will probably see more starters play throughout the whole season Um, and with an extra game scheduled it's going to be interesting to see how those players can can withstand in the regular season for that long um going into the playoffs again, obviously, now you're not getting that extra week if you're a number one, well, number two seed. If you're not getting that extra week, so yeah, the taxing on the body is going to be interesting to see, and um, yeah, the race for the number one seed will be really important because everyone wants that
2: extra buy. And uh, just for context, the teams that would have made it last year with this same format would have been the Steelers as the seventh seed. In the AFC, and it would have been the Bears as the seventh seed in the NFC. I'm
0: gonna be honest; this year might not have been the best. No, (laughs) it's it's not
2: a good example, but that's just that's what would have happened. Yeah, and you would have had I mean, you would have had a matchup of the Steelers versus the Chiefs in the first round. Yep. And then you would have had a Vikings or Bears versus Packers game. Which could have been good. It
0: would have been really good. Cause so it'd been crazy.
2: Because it would have been another divisional game. Yep. So, I mean, not the best teams to use for an example, but another team that could have made it, just depending, would have been the Cowboys. Yeah. So, that was. That's like the. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference.
0: There also is uh, some contract, some player money contract uh, differences. What are those? So one of them is that players will now get forty-eight percent of revenue.
2: Instead of, I believe they were at 46, or maybe even 47. And it might even increase to 49% by the end of the decade, depending on how much money. So yeah, it was 47%, but it might increase to 48.5% in the uh, next 10 years. For
0: our listeners, when we're talking about a 1 to 1.5% difference in revenue for the NFL, that is a lot of money.
2: Yeah, we're talking (laughs) hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. That the NFL makes. Yeah. Well, the NFL makes billions. Yeah. So 1% of a billion is more money than I have. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, <laughs>
0: um, yep. And then I think there's one more thing, right? The league minimum has been upped as well.
2: Well, so there's a $100,000 increase for rookie minimums, and then another 50000 increase in 2021, and then a 45000 increase each year after that. So... I mean, shoot, you're going to have a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of increases for rookie contracts, you're going to have a couple hundred thousand dollars for minimum salary contracts, Mm -hmm. then you're also going to have raises for practice squad players and performance based uh, pay is also increased, and the fines are also going down too.
0: So there's a lot more money.
2: Yeah, more money everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, so I think going into this, we should go into this a little bit differently. Um, Cody, first of all, I just want to say, if you were a player, would you have voted yes or no on this? I would have voted yes. Me too. I would have 100% voted yes as
2: well. Just because, I mean, more money Mm -hmm. and more guaranteed money at that too. Because one of the biggest problems with the NFL compared to other sports is the guaranteed money just because of how taxing it is on the body.
0: Yep like a great example is baseball baseball players sign these massive contracts for like six years 250 dollars or whatever and really to be honest they're guaranteed at least over 200 million dollars of that right um but baseball is way less taxing on the body than football so i think that this was a good step towards closing
2: the gap to other sports, baseball and basketball, where contracts are fully guaranteed in
0: basketball. Yeah. I was thinking more of, like, taking the next steps to taking care of their players better.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's also, um, uh, just to hit on some of the other things before we start talking about the implications for the players is there's less um, marijuana testing, just because we've seen more states legalize it, including Colorado, and rookie players who outplay their contracts will get paid more so for example like because jalen is a three-time pro bowl player if they tried to franchise tag him he gets an extra million dollars on this franchise tag for every pro bowl that he's made so player superstars will make more money and not get taken advantage of with like fifth year options basically that are way underpaying them mm-hmm. so it's more incentive based also the roster size has increased to 55 total players, and there's more practice squad spots too. Nice. So, if I'm a player, I'm definitely voting for this, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, more roster spots means higher job security, more guaranteed money means that even if they do cut you, and you have guaranteed money in your contract, you're going to get paid more anyway. Mm -hmm. The minimum going up means that you're going to make more More money. money. So, I mean... And even from a superstar perspective, especially like young, young superstars like Patrick, Jalen Ramsey or Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes yeah. I would vote for this because, you know, outplaying your rookie contracts is, I mean, I know a lot of players definitely get underpaid when the fifth year options pick oh, up.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, a great example. I was literally just about to bring up that example once you were done with this. It's like the, the example of Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Kansas is going to pick up his, his option at the end of his rookie contract. But if this didn't happen, if it was back, obviously, well, this this past year and then years past, um, what we were what the previous CBA was... like Vaughn Miller, yeah, um, basically Patrick Mahomes would be get his club opt- or his team option picked up at the end of his contract and maybe make another what five million, maybe when obviously he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, he's been to the Pro Bowl how many times, MVP of the league, yeah, so where he should be getting paid at least at least twelve million a year, at least triple what he would get if. He got his club option picked up. Yeah.
2: And, and we're going to see this impact Lamar Jackson coming up. I mean, there's a bunch of young quarterbacks in the league who this is going to impact. Yep. And there's a bunch of contracts coming up too. Uh-huh. So,
1: yeah,
2: that's huge for all, all right. the young players. You're right. You and I were talking a bit about this yesterday and we were saying that, well, one of the more vocal um, players against it was Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. because now he has to play more games.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that too. I was going to open that up question to you too now. So now that we've looked at all the positive sides, tell us about, because again, it was a very close split. Yeah. So that means that a lot of people did vote no on it. Go ahead and tell us what you think about why those people would have said no and how that affects them.
2: I mean, it's definitely, it's older players because they have to play more games. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and this doesn't even include the offensive linemen. That right. definitely, I mean, offensive linemen go through more wear and tear, like, linemen specifically, running backs and linebackers are probably the most taxing positions mm-hmm. on the football field, just because they have contact on every single play. Yep. A quarterback doesn't have contact on every single play. Wide receiver doesn't have contact on every single play. Same with the secondary. So, players like that, like running backs especially, an extra game a year might be slowly turn into one less year in their career right. where they're going to end up making less money.
0: A great example would be Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry had to play an extra game every year, it probably does take out a year of his career.
2: Yeah. Especially with the workload that he's looking at and I mean, it wasn't it wasn't unanimous for like the owners either because you know they they probably want as far as like player friendly owners that listen to their players, and if the majority of players on a team were like, no. And yeah. we're already seeing early retirements from Andrew Luck and Luke Kuechly, so how many more players are going to retire early?
0: Uh-huh. Um, also with that, I can see why owners wouldn't like it, in the fact that like with 16 games, you can split it half and half, home and away. But now, with 17 games, one team is going to get an extra home game, and one's going to have to play another road game.
2: Yeah, and another thing for owners is that might mean more games in London. Yeah. And I know that most teams hate playing in London. <laughs> Except for Jacksonville. <laughs> well They might move there anyway. Yeah. Someday. But, yeah, mo- literally every other team hates the time zone change and well, yeah. flying overseas for a game. Like, it's that's a big deal. And there's going to be more of those games just because there's more games in the season. Yeah. As,
0: as a fan, we don't like it either because I don't want to get up at – a.m. to watch a football game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the previous Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some drawbacks to it as far as just, like, durability goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we've talked about it before on the show, too, just, like, there's more research coming out about how devastating, like... Concussions and injuries are
0: yeah, just the, the wear and tear on your body. So,
2: but I mean, I don't have really anything else to talk about. I think overall, and and I'll want to hear from you after this. I think overall it's positive. But of course, I am a fan who gets to watch an extra two games this yeah. year, one being a playoff game and one being a regular season game.
0: Yeah, um, I still think yeah, I still think it's more positives than negatives. Obviously, a guy like Aaron Rodgers is still going to play that 17th game, and he's going to be fine. So, um, it's not that big of a deal. It's only one extra game. Um, but I do think that this was a positive for the players in the NFL, and I think that moving forward, it'll help them out. I think this is
2: a step towards 50-50 revenue split. Yeah. If if Because if the NFL makes enough money, which... They're going to make so much more money with one extra game a week. You're right. Especially, like, their deal with Dish is ending soon. So they got it done just in time to rehash some new broadcast deals that are going to be worth a lot of money. Through the roof. Through the roof with money. And we might see the revenue split, but it's going to be at least 48.5 to 51.5 or whatever. Well, yeah 51 and a half by the end of the decade. Mm-hmm. So the next CBA cuz the CBAs are always like 10 years out of time. Yeah. It might be 49 and a half or 50 50. Yeah.
0: I also want to say one thing about this this year that could make impact it is obviously you said with the extra game coming this year. Um, well I guess the 2021 season is when it goes into effect the 17 game is the regular season, but that we still yeah. get yeah. two okay. extra games cuz of playoffs. Yeah, this year. Um and with the whole situation that the that the world is in right now, with no sports in general, and as of right now, the only one that is guaranteed to be there is football. So like, just because it's in full. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and like all uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell has said that we plan to start everything on time and everything. Like, they're still gonna have the draft in the same time. Like, training camps will still start on time. Like, everything's gonna be on time. And. That's the only stuff that we have set in stone as a sports fan and as sports people. Um, and the fact that like, if, if, in, uh, if like, the NHL and the NBA don't even come back on, they just might say, hey, we're just gonna end up the year. All the sports fans are gonna be so hungry for sports, like live sports, that everyone's probably gonna watch that first preseason game, if they, ha- if they still have a Hall of Fame game. But um, everyone's gonna be watching it because it's like, this is the first live sports we've seen in six months. Yeah. So like True. It's gonna be big. Lots of money.
2: Could be good for the NFL and it's good for the players. I think that does it for this segment. Yeah. Coming up next, who are the best free agents and why aren't they signed? And where are they going? Coming up next. Fight me. It's pretty selfish to not go. We're back on the Cycle 365, episode twenty-seven. I'm here with Jesse and I'm Cody. We're talking about the best remaining free agents in the NFL right now as of April 2nd. April second. We got you with the April Fool's joke, but joke's on us. We're actually recording this a little late.
0: <laughs> yep, that's right. Um, all right, so we're going to go through these top free agents that are still on the market and say why they might still be a free agent and where we think they could best fit
2: Yep. in the NFL. So, Jesse, who do we got first? We have Jameis winston first famous Jameis, famous for all the wrong reasons he threw
0: 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions he did he famously said if you take away my interceptions i'm the best quarterback in the league and, and he is 100 correct he's right. he has the most passing yards and the most touchdowns in the nfl but he also has three times as many interceptions any other quarterback
2: yeah it's it's bad yeah it's bad and his decision he had to Keep in mind, he had LASIK eye surgery this offseason. so maybe he just literally couldn't see the difference between his team and the other team, maybe. even if they were wearing completely different
0: colors. Yeah. Um, let's also, I did have, I'm trying, I'm talking to my girlfriend's dad, um, and he did say, if you really think about it, I would say fifty percent of his interceptions were also on opening drives, so like, they were behind before they even could get started, you know. Like, they would receive the ball, or they would receive the kickoff, and then he would throw an interception. <laughs> yeah. And then the other team would go score. So they're always down, but somehow he still brought them back. So like, I mean,
2: they finished the season seven and nine.
0: I know, so he's still, he still could figure out how to win. But anyways, let's talk about, obviously, I think we've, we've talked about a little bit why he's still We said why back. he's a free agent, Decision, decision-making, Um. yeah, just decision-making, really. Yeah, because, because I turn-makers. don't really
2: think there's any more, there's no more character questions, really. No, I mean, he's... he's He's, he grew up, yeah. and he's, like, a fine guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's hungry, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's trying to get on a team. He pushed an SUV up a hill yeah. just to show that he could. Yeah. So, I mean, he definitely has the drive to want to get better. Mm-hmm. I think another reason people are scared off, though, is because Bruce Arians is, like, the quarterback whisperer. <laughs> he couldn't get him And down. he couldn't get Jameis Winston to stop throwing interceptions. So, who could help out Jameis Winston? Or who can Jameis Winston help out?
0: Yeah. Um, all right, well, we have Dodd on a little bit with the the turnovers, and that's obviously a big reason why he's not there. But I wanted I want to say before we start, depending on where he could go, some things about him that are good. I mean, he's a pretty mobile quarterback, athletic guy. He can really move in the pocket and throw on the run really well. He has a cannon of it yeah. on him, too. So he has one of the it.
2: best arms in the league as far as just mm-hmm. strength goes.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, like he still has some very, very uh, usable talents and... I think he's still I think he's still a starting quarterback in the NFL. Unfortunately I don't think he's gonna have a starting position.
2: I don't think he'll have a starting job, but where could you see him going where yeah, he, he could either a be pitch. a backup or compete yeah. for a starting job?
0: Um, I'll start with one, I will just do one each. Um, I'm gonna start with Jacksonville. I think he'd go into Jacksonville, push Gardner Minshew, and possibly take that job for him, probably.
2: I definitely I, I agree with that and I see that angle, and they're definitely a team that's without an identity and you know, they could be cheap on them on that aspect. Yeah. So for my team, I'm going to talk about the New England Patriots yeah. because I mean Josh McDaniels is still the OC there. And I think if any program can whip him into decision making shape, it would be them. It would be them just because of how rigid they are. Uh-huh. And they do not have a quarterback on the roster right now. To start day yeah. one, and
0: I mean, unless you're going to roll with, um, um you can't even remember his name. Um, I know it's just right there.
3: Um,
0: Brian Hoyer. Unless you're going to roll with Brian Hoyer, they not if Brian
2: Hoyer starts for the New England Patriots, they're going to go five and eleven. Yeah. And then if he's still there next year, they're going to go five and twelve because there's an extra game for him to lose. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I think that. That would be a good place for him, too. I'm going to say one more team, just, just because I thought about him. It would be interesting to see that. It's probably not going to happen, but Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I mean, it could be... It could work out there. Um, that's a place where he could go in and be a backup and push the starters. At the moment, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I personally think... I would. Probably, He's an upgrade for backup over uh, Duck Hodges and, and, and Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason Rudolph so I'm so. going gonna, gonna to be honest. As a backup, I'd rather have Jameis Winston than Mason Rudolph. Yep. And... Even as a starter, I would rather have Jameis Winston than Mason Rudolph.
2: If Jameis Winston is on the Steelers, they might have made the playoffs this last year. Oh, 100%. Just because the rest of that team is really good.
0: Yeah, so I think that could be another place that he could land. So, yeah, that's, that's Jameis Winston.
2: Jameis Winston. Speaking of quarterbacks, franchise quarterback for the former franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, got released.
0: So now he is currently a free agent.
2: And he's a free agent. He got released because he's expensive. He was expensive for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. He's had some injury troubles the past couple of years. But a lot of people forget that he's only three or four seasons removed from an MVP season. Yeah. And And his team went to the playoffs after that. And keep in mind, when he won MVP, Corey Brown and Ted Ginn were his best receivers.
0: Yeah. No, he's still, he's still a very elite quarterback, I think. I think Steele even a top-five quarterback in the NFL. And the fact that he is still a free agent is, is crazy to me. I think he needs to be on a roster because, again, like those three teams we just talked about, Pittsburgh, um, Jacksonville, and New England, all those quarterback, all Cam Newton would be an upgrade, obviously, over, even over James Winston upgrade, then, to those, those three teams. Absolutely. I think he'd go to a place like Jacksonville and obviously beat out Gardner Minshew. Um, And a place like Pittsburgh, I think... He might be able to beat out Big Ben. Yeah, and then obviously the Patriots. But um, yes, I think that... I'm going to be honest, I think he could go into other places and take starting jobs also. So that's why I think he's just just a, a step above Jameis Winston, and he is the best... I'm going to say the best offensive free agent on the market right now. I agree. Who is going to lead your team to more wins than you had last season? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: So, with that being said, where do you think he should go?
0: Besides those three, besides the three we talked about. Yeah. Detroit. I think he could go in, take Matt Stafford's job, and win more games for the Detroit Lions.
2: Absolutely, it, especially if he's at the peak of his powers. And I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen videos of him throwing. And I've seen videos of him working out, and his arm's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely one of the concerns was with his shoulder. He can push the ball downfield. Cam Newton can throw the ball downfield again. Yeah. So teams don't have to load the box up against him mm-hmm. and then just play deep cover three, because he'll burn them.
0: Yeah. I'm also going to say... There's been rumors about this in the past, not as much anymore, but Chicago. I mean, I think he fit in Chicago. I so was going know. to say
2: that for my team, yeah. is that he should go to Chicago. I know that Chicago traded for Nick Foles, and they still have Mitch Trubisky's contract, and they've done a very, very bad job of addressing the quarterback room. But Cam Newton can turn the Chicago Bears... Not only into a playoff team, but a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, With as much talent as they have on the defensive side of the ball.
0: And offensive side.
2: And offensive side, there's no reason that they shouldn't be competing for the NFC North, especially with one more playoff spot open.
0: Yeah, well, like we just said, like you said, when we were talking about the CBA in the last segment, they were that seventh team that would have made it. And if they had Cam Newton, they would have made it 100%.
2: (laughs) They would have been a sixth or fifth seed, honestly, with a healthy Mm -hmm. Cam Newton. So. That's my dream matchup, is Cam Newton to the Bears. They also have a great running game yep. to go with it. So dream that Allen takes off tons of pressure of Cam Newton. I mean, they yeah. might be the best are. running backs that Cam Newton has played with.
0: Well, I mean, as a tandem. As yes. a tandem, yeah. Obviously, he played with Christian McCaffrey, who's better than both of their running backs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
2: I- no, I mean, <laughs> like, as a complete yeah. running back room with two guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then since we did this with James Winston, let's just do it with... Uh, Let's just do it with Cam Newton, too. I could see him maybe going to a place like L.A. The Chargers the, or the, the Rams? Rams? The Rams. Uh, and pushing uh, Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is a backup quarterback, so I think that Cam Newton could start there. Obviously, he'd need more help. I think it's definitely a much better fit for him in Chicago, but um, that would help help out that team, too.
2: I'd even argue, as far as I'll just throw in like an extra team, too, that he'd be an upgrade over, and he'd have a Super Bowl ring if he was there last year and healthy? San Francisco. Oh, yeah. He's way more accurate than Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Yeah, and he's way more athletic, and he's way more durable. Like, he's had injury problems, but Jimmy Garoppolo's 10 years younger than
0: him, and he's missed more time than Cam Newton has. Well, I'm going to be honest. People will still say, like, oh, Cam Newton's injuries, history is, is what's holding him out, but, like, he's... Not going to get injured. He's, he's still durable the mo- more have seen the hits that he's taken
2: taking over his career and realized he's missed as little time as he has. He's a tanky <laughs> quarterback because he's a big dude. Yeah. So, yeah. That does it for. So, the NFL,
0: you need to. Someone in the NFL needs to sign Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton is I'd probably... be all over it if I didn't have a guy like. If I had. The only people I'd be happy with over him is obviously. Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes. People who like their young
2: guys, too. Yeah, like, the, the Giants aren't going to sign yeah. him just because they like Daniel Jones. The Broncos aren't going to sign him. Locke, but I remember, like, last year, there was talks of Cam Newton. And this was before – this is when – oh, my gosh. who is our starting quarter- quarterback before? Oh, yeah, Case Keenum. Oh, yeah. Oh, Case Keenum playing. I was like, mm-hmm. if Cam Newton was on this team, we'd be in the playoffs.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll see where he goes. Someone in the NFL needs to sign him. I'm going to be honest, he's an upgrade over probably fifty percent of the NFL's starting quarterbacks at the moment.
2: I'd say fifty percent, and at his peak, he's an upgrade over ninety percent. Yeah, and people forget. Yeah. But.
0: So that's it for the quarterback room. Let's you want to move on to the uh, running backs. Yep. Um, so the big name running backs that we're talk about that are still free agents. Um, we'll start with Carlos Hyde. He free. ran for a thousand yards last year. He had his best season ever last year. Yeah, and he's still a free agent. Um, where do you think he
2: should go? Well, Houston doesn't want him back. Okay. They made that obvious with their move for David, David Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Honestly, I this this would be funny just because it'd basically be like a trade. But the Cardinals, they could sign him because obviously he's a bit on the cheaper end to be a complimentary back to Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be great for Kyler Murray because Carlos Hyde just gashes people up the gut. He's not afraid to... When he makes contact, he gains an extra two yards basically every time. Yeah. So I could see him going to Arizona and helping push this Arizona team for an NFC West title.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, I'm going to say Cincinnati. Because um, obviously they have Joe Mixon there, and they're obviously going to draft Joe Burrow. So you can use Joe Mixon more of as your scat back now and have Carlos Hyde run through the tackles. I mean, really, no one, you can't go wrong, the Bengals cannot go wrong with signing anybody, (laughs) let's be honest. Yeah, just because Um, they're so devoid of talent. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna say that. Um, Also, the Steelers. The Steelers could could use benefit from a running back like that as well.
2: Yeah. I'd say another team that should look into Carlos Hyde is the Seahawks. Yeah. Just because they're a hard-nosed football team, they play their best when their running game is going, yeah. And Carlos Hyde has shown no durability concerns whatsoever, and I think that he's a good fit for their culture, too, mm-hmm. just as far as like a between-the-tackles kind of runner.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with all those places. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the other one, too, or do we have anything else about Carlos Hyde?
2: Uh, I think that does it for Carlos Hyde, but another big name running back, two-time pro Bowl bowler, Devonta Freeman, was cut after having a step back a huge step back after well, getting a contract for the Falcons.
0: Yeah, it was more of kind of along the lines of, I think it was actually more of a disappointment, not a step back, because like, obviously he was a two-time pro bowler, really good MVP candidate, got hurt, missed the whole season. Then he came back fully healthy. Everyone expected him to be back to the MVP level. He wasn't. Disappointment. Cut. Um, and then replaced by Todd Gurley. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so interesting. I mean, Devontae Freeman is still a solid NFL running back. Um, I don't
2: think he'll be a starter wherever he goes.
0: Nope, but I'm going to throw out my place that I think he could fit in. I think he should go to Tampa Bay. Um, I think he could still start in Tampa Bay. Right now, Ronald Jones is the starter there. Um, Or keep Ronald Jones, draft a guy in the draft for Tampa Bay, and then have Devontae Freeman because Devontae Freeman. I think at this point in his career, needs to be more of a receiving back in order for him to be very effective. I think I had him on my fantasy team this last year, receiving wise, he was very effective. I didn't play in the first two weeks, but then injuries happened and all that stuff. And he was constantly in my lineup because he would have a receiving touchdown in almost every game. So I think he needs to become more of a receiving back and I think Tom Brady has to have a receiving back in order for him to be effective.
2: True. Just because, I mean, he checks down a lot. Yeah. Instead of trying to go deep.
0: And I think having Devonta Freeman as your outlet is, like, again, I'm trying to gear it more towards like, the last time, the last few times he's had that, say like a James White or a Dion Lewis. I feel like, last eight years, that's what Tom Brady's had in the backfield as your outlet. Devonta Freeman is a better one of those, those two upgrade from those two, I think. Um, so like that, he could be a monster in that kind of system. True.
2: I'm going to couch that by putting him at running back two for the Tennessee Titans. I feel like that'd be a really cheap signing. It'd be efficient, and you know, you wouldn't be asking Derrick Henry to pass out of the backfield. Plus, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, you know, he's known for checkdowns, and it certainly played to Tannehill's strengths to have Devonta Freeman out of the backfield. And you could even run two running back sets, honestly, with the two of them. And no one would know what's coming next.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I think those are two good landing spots. Both of them, he wouldn't be the featured, featured player, but would definitely contribute to each offense. Yep.
2: Yeah. Do you have a third team in mind? I was thinking he could go to the Lions, who have an yeah. established running back one and carry on Johnson. Mm hmm. And then they haven't really had a successful scat back. They had Amir Abdullah, but he fumbled the ball too much. Devontae Freeman protects the ball pretty well and would be a nice addition to this offense that already has two great receivers in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. They, like, 1,000-yard receivers. Carry on Johnson, 1,000-yard running back. And then throwing in Devontae Freeman would result in more touchdowns, honestly. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one
0: more team, I would probably say Philadelphia. Jordan Howard signed with the Dolphins so they needed a needed like obviously Michael Sanders is obviously the number one there he's earned that position they found a guy in him but pair him with Demonte Freeman you got two really stud backs yeah so that's what I would say that does it for with the running backs I mean there, there's a bunch of other guys
2: just kind of like kind of like the linebacker position where you have veteran guys like Alec Ogletree and Clay Matthews who are still in the open market. But none that really warrant, none that make a huge difference in teams of winning games. Mm-hmm. I'd say.
0: Yeah. Same along, same along the lines of, of wide receiver. We'll talk about one receiver at the end. Of, we'll talk about one wide receiver at the end of this segment um, that we think is pretty impactful. But I would say the receiver market's the same way. Same with tight people ends. Like, yeah, people like obviously Tyler Gabriel is there. Like he doesn't make a difference. Demarius Thomas, ends. Chris Hogan, all these older guys that have played in a long time that could just come in and be rotational guys. Um, same with tight ends. So let's um, move to offensive linemen.
2: Yep. So the, the first The biggest one is Jason Peters. Yeah. Jason Peters, who I mean, he was injured last season, that's why he's on the market. He's also really old. Yeah. I think he's thirty six. Yeah. Maybe on the low end, thirty-eight on the high end. And But he's a guy who, when healthy, is a top-ten tackle in the league. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like you draft... You you sign Jason Peters after you draft. Yeah. So he might be a post-draft signing for somebody who wanted to get a tackle but might have not gotten the one they wanted. So they bring in Jason Peters to kind of be like a bridge player.
0: Yeah. So my team that I have for them is the New York Jets. Um, I think that he could fit in the Jets... Jets system. Um, Le'Veon Bell is still there at the moment, so I mean they need they need to put a line in front of him so he can run. Um, and I think Jason Peters would fit very well. I mean they did sign Connor McGovern, so that's a center. That's going to be an upgrade from whatever they have. Add Jason Peters as a bridge guy. Give give Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold at least some chance to do something. <laughs> you know, so I think that could be a, a place for him.
2: I like that fit. I also like the idea of Jason Peters going to a team like the Browns, where they signed Jack Conklin and he played right tackle, but they still don't necessarily have an answer at blindside. And they could get Jason Peters and then draft a left tackle in the second or third round. Mm-hmm. And that'd be great to shore up the offensive line because, I mean, Baker Mayfield was running around like crazy last year just because he had no time to throw. Yeah. And they saw that, and they addressed the offensive line in free agency. We'll see them addressed in the draft, and if they also sign Jason Peters, who could easily slide in and play like a pass pro guard, mm-hmm. then I mean that'd be a pretty solid offensive line out in yeah. Cleveland.
0: Um, one other team I thought of would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think they could benefit from having veteran leadership on that on the offensive line. I mean that's kind of what they built around the last last to eight years is try to get the old the old veterans on the offensive line.
2: It's definitely a Raiders yeah. type of signing. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and it could be an answer if that guy from UConn, or not UConn, why did I say UConn? I meant to say UCLA, that tackle that they have... Doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. I forget his name. That's right. But he's allowed a lot of pressures since he got drafted, and a lot of people weren't very happy with that drafting yeah. that they reached. Mm-hmm. So. Um,
0: so that's Jason Peters. Who else we got an offensive line?
2: Well, this offensive lineman isn't a free agent. However, they should be a target for a bunch of teams. Trent Williams, who is younger and I think better than Jason oh, Peters. yeah, definitely. He does not want to play for the Washington Redskins because they're no. a bad organization. We've talked about this millions of times. Yeah. And honestly, the Redskins would be wise just to we might see a uh, Titans-Jarrell-Casey situation play out where somebody sends over a 7th-round pick and gets Trent Williams for free, essentially. They, the only thing that they would take is his contract. And I think that it's more of a contender move. You
0: know what I would do? If I was the Denver Broncos, trade away 7th and Garrett Bowles and get Trent Williams.
2: Yeah, I don't that even know. That would be a massive move. That would be a great move <laughs> if we could get rid of Garrett Bowles. Yeah. But I don't think that they'll take him.
0: I know. I'm just saying, like that's. that's but that's the team. That the I Broncos
2: want. could definitely send. I'd say even a sixth-round pick would be fine for Trent Williams because he'd be a day-one starter here. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> Garrett Bowles is terrible. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Um. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So what other team do you think could make trades for him? You like I just put out the Broncos because obviously a Broncos fan, it's fun to think about. But all right, you got to pick a team that you, if you were, would trade for him. I mean, I feel
2: like a team that could benefit from Trent Williams, who's a contender, or you know at least thinks that they're a contender, is the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Staley is at the end of his run, and having Trent Williams would allow you to either put Staley on the right side, which is an easier tackle position to play, mm-hmm. just from an objective standpoint, and it would make your team better, and you'd be able to play the same way that you did. I don't think that they can play the same style of football that they did if Joe Staley stays at left tackle. However, I think that they can play the same style, and they might be able, might even be able to pass more yeah. with Trent Williams at left tackle. Another team that could obviously make this move is the Seahawks, who never have had an offensive line in Russell Wilson's career.
0: Yep. I mean, my team is going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I think if the Minnesota Vikings made this trade, it would boost everything the Vikings are. Um, the, I mean, obviously, Dalvin Cook is their running back, and he still had 12,000 or 1,200 rushing yards last year, and he was hurt for three games. Um, but the Vikings need help on the offensive line, absolutely, um, and I think that would be a big trade that the Vikings sh- that the Vikings could do, and they could they have the resources to trade for him. So.
2: It's a contender move. Yeah. For anybody to get a left tackle.
3: Yep.
0: All right. That brings us to the defensive on the other side.
2: Which is the. <laughs> Most hyped part of free agency, still, because he has not signed. Yeah. So the number one free agent heading into free agency was Javon Clowney. Yeah. He was looking for twenty million a year.
0: He uh, dropped it to. He he did come out saying earlier this week that he uh, he was dropping his asking price from twenty million to seventeen million a year.
2: Which is a huge difference. Yep. And it puts a bunch of other teams in the mix. I know that the Tennessee Titans were a hot spot, and we've talked about
0: Javon Clowney. As to where he should sign, but why isn't he signed? Uh, I, I guess just too expensive. But now he's not that ex- expensive anymore. Even though we say he's too expensive, quote unquote, he definitely sh- should probably get at least. A, I think eighteen. He's an eighteen million dollar guy.
2: I think he's a twenty million dollar yeah, guy. I mean, he's a franchise player.
0: Yeah, I don't know about twenty million yet because obviously we've seen him make some, <laughs> some pretty good plays and stuff like that. But obviously, I still think to be that franchise player, he needs at least one or two more years of. JJ Watt style play. If you want to be that franchise guy, but he but he can't do that. He's capable. He's going to do that. I'm just saying he's not there yet. He hasn't gotten there yet. So that's why I'm going to say 18 million instead of 20 million.
2: So would you say ego is the only thing stopping on Clowney from being on a team right now? Yes.
0: I mean. I mean everyone knows on Clowney from when he was in college playing for South Carolina, busts through the line and pops that dude's helmet off. Like that was one of the best plays I've ever seen in my life. Like, that's probably in my top 10 plays of all time for me. Um, but I haven't seen, like, obviously he's been playing well in the NFL, but I haven't seen that type of spectacular plays from him in the NFL yet. I still think they're coming because, um, I mean, he's always been in the shadow of J.J. Watt in, in Houston. Um, he needs to be on his own somewhere number one guy. I mean, I'd argue that he was that guy for the Seahawks, and I'd argue that even
2: on a defense with Bobby Wagner, he was the best defensive player. Yeah. And that kind of segues into who needs to sign him. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks need to re-sign him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> J.D. Vion Clowney can be the face of the defense in Seattle for the rest of his life. Yep. And he's worth the $17 million a year, $18 million a year for the Seattle Seahawks, who I think if they've let because they, they also haven't re-signed another defensive end that, that we'll talk about. But if they let both of those guys walk, yeah, everyone's going to walk all over their defense next year. I will so. say, I
0: think the reason that both, again, we're going to talk about, we'll just say his name, Ezekiel Alenza, um is the other guy that was on that roster that has not re-signed. I think the reason that both of them are not signed yet is because they're trying to work a deal with at least one of them. One of them will be back in Seattle before the draft, I want to say. And it should be... Jadavion Clowney. It
2: should be Clowney. No no disrespect to Ansaw who's also a good player. Who we're going to talk about in a second, who should go somewhere and be a starter too. But Clowney is... Better than... He should be a Seattle Seahawk for the rest of his career. Yeah. Or the rest of his relevant career,
0: at least. Um, I guess if we're going to... We're just going to go out and say what else... I mean, we already talked about it, but a place like Jacksonville would be a good spot if he doesn't re-sign in Seattle. Um... I think that would be a big, big move. Um, So, yeah. I think we we already talked about that, how Jacksonville would benefit from that.
2: Yeah, and how how both sides would win. I just, uh, the only reason I think that he hasn't signed with Jacksonville is I feel like Jacksonville is just hesitant to spend big money on defensive players after they did that, and it didn't turn into a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. So, So, well, uh, yeah, but all in all, I think we can agree that the Seattle Seahawks is his place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go to their other their other defensive line that they haven't re-signed Ezekiel Alonza. Um a little bit older obviously than Jadavian Clowney, but still, still young, still younger. Um, definitely should be a starter somewhere. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna say not in Seattle. I don't think he's gonna be in Seattle next year. I'm gonna say a place like Minnesota. We about the next. The next one we talk about is Everson Griffith, who is on who is was the Vikings star, um, Everson Griffith. Um, I mean, obviously they should re-sign Everson Griffith, but if they don't get him, I think Ezekiel Anza could be a perfect plug-and-play guy there.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's a good fit. I was going to say Anza could go to a team like the Chargers, who I, I don't think Melvin Ingram is working out anymore, mm-hmm. and I think that they need to move on. So I feel like Ansa could be a good replacement guy for teams that are overpaying a defensive end right now. Yeah. So a team like the Chargers, you could include a team like Jacksonville, obviously, in there. But I feel like his best move and the best move for a team is not necessarily him being the missing piece, but him being a starting level guy, which is exactly what he is. Yeah. And
0: That would be actually terrifying if he went to the Chargers because you have Joey Bosa on one side and Ezekiel Onza on the other side. Who,
2: who would just do his job.
0: Yeah, so like that would be a good fit. Um, I'm also going to say New England. They need uh, Van Noy signed with the Dolphins. They need to... I mean, Van Noy isn't going to rush the passer very much, but like, they need to add a pass rusher. They need to. They do.
3: So,
2: and, like, like we just said, Onza's not a flashy guy. He's not going to take away from the team. And I mean, jeez, the Patriots look like they're trying to tank. So yeah. they should at least have sub talent on there yeah. on their team so that they can play in games. Yeah, and Anza would be one of the better defensive ends that New England's had in quite some
0: time. I think. yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, that's Z- Ziggy Anza, um, and that brings us to our last one. I just mentioned Everson Griffith. Uh, he was still a top five sack guy for the Vikings last year. Um, I said I mentioned it for a second. His place is back with the Vikings. He needs to get re-signed, um, but we'll see if that happens.
2: I know that he's obviously a bit older, and he does have some mental health concerns.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I know that's been like up in the air for organizations, but I think a place that would fit Everson well is the Jets, who have experience with players who have mental health issues mm-hmm. and are a bit more progressive in that sense. And you know he's a guy who could immediately start there, and could be veteran leadership on for a Jets front seven because Jamal Adams is the dude. Oh yeah. In in New York, he's the best player on their team, uh-huh. and but but they need more players if they're going to be able to compete in the AFC East. That's kind of wide open right now.
0: Yeah, I would give it the best shot is the Bills right it's now. It's the Bills. And ha- like, I have to give it to the Bills right now. And I mean, any of the teams in the East could beat the Bills once a year. Yeah. Even the Patriots could. Yeah. Once so a it year. It definitely is wide open. So, um, yeah. I would just, it would just be heartbreaking to see the the big three from um, Minnesota of Linval Joseph, Everson Griffith, and Donnell Hunter just be reduced to Donnell Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so they should at least re-sign him, but we'll see. Yeah, that's it for the defensive line, correct? Yep, and it brings us to the last position of defense cornerback, defensive back. Corner. back. Yep. So there's two big names we're going to talk about here. Let's talk about Logan Ryan first. Who, I don't know why he's not back with the Titans. Yeah. It may just be... I know
2: that they're trying to maneuver the cap, which they have to, because they tagged Derrick Henry and they signed Tannehill. Yep. So he probably won't return there just because they just don't want to spend the money on him.
0: Yeah. So Logan Ryan is definitely... Well, He's I think he's the top corner, corner left, beside the other we're going to talk about in a second. Um, I think I'm, he's not really on the level of Jalen Ramsey or anything like that, Um but he's a starting level guy. He's definitely a starting level guy. A one. He's, doing, he's going to cover the one receiver. He can also play in the slot, too, yeah. which is huge in the NFL um, these days. So I definitely do think that, yes, the Titans should, uh, should re-sign him. But another place kind of like the Titans would be the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they could really benefit from having a guy like Logan Ryan. It's definitely a signing that I could see the Raiders making. Um, and I think it would help out. The fact that Marcus Mariota's there, too, so, like, send both of them over. They have chemistry there. Obviously, it's opposite defense, but... help each other out. Yeah.
2: I think that smart signing, like a team that would benefit huge from signing Logan Ryan, is the Colts, who... You know, they kind of... They're looking to contend this year, and Logan Ryan is a guy who will help you contend. Yeah. And I'd make the same argument for Rashad Breland, who we'll talk about in a second, but the Colts signing... Logan Ryan would be huge, or the Chiefs signing Logan Ryan. If they don't re-sign Rashad Breeland. And they could get Logan Ryan for cheaper, too, is the important thing, than Rashad Breeland. So that's probably why Breeland's the
0: Yeah.
2: And if you don't have anything else to talk about with Logan Ryan, you can go ahead and start talking about
0: Breeland. We'll just go go into Rashad Breeland. So, obviously, a Super Bowl winning corner for the last year. Um, Played well for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, But yeah, he is. His asking price is pretty high.
3: He's Um, he's
0: probably
2: going to be Byron Jones level, if not a little bit lower or higher.
0: Yeah, he definitely. It'll be if someone signs him for more than Byron Jones, it'll be be a very bad move because I think Byron Jones is better than Brashad Breeland and should make that money. I think Byron Jones should be the top paid corner this year, but I could see Brashad Breeland being the second second top or second highest paid corner, which is fine. Place I want to say is Washington. Um, they have a good defense already. Um, they're going to draft um, what's his name, Chase Young, um, and so just to add that cornerback there to lock it down would be huge. Yep, that'd be that'd
2: be great news for the Redskins. I'd only say that they're probably a little hesitant to spend big on a cornerback. <laughs> the the last time that they did, which yeah. was a huge failure. Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Norman and places that he's been, I think Carolina would be wise to go after Brashad Breland. They've freed up a ton of cap space by releasing Cam Newton, and they didn't do this, but Luke Keekley retiring, you know, I mean, they're still going to pay him a salary, but they have that future salary, mm-hmm. you know, and that'd be a wise move for the Panthers because they don't really have anybody on the defensive side of the ball
0: Yeah. with at least no Pro Bowl caliber players, and Brashad Breland's a Pro Bowl guy. Yeah. Speaking of teams that don't really have many guys on the defense, I'm going to say the New York Giants. The Giants could definitely benefit from having a guy like Brashad Breland.
2: It's going to be a team that is completely deprived of talent and has <laughs> lots of money. Yep. He might even sign with the Raiders. Yeah. Just because they still have a pretty decent amount of money.
0: Yeah. Maybe the Jets, too. Yeah. I yeah. Think that, that is it for, for the corners. We have one guy left that we're going to talk about. Who was a free agent and his name is Antonio Brown. Yep, he's back in the news and not
2: for the reasons that we are used to. Yeah. And he was on the he was back in the headlines because he did a workout with Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson.
3: Yep. So the, ra-
2: the Ravens. If anyone's gonna, we're, we're gonna just play the scenario that's been given to us because playing the dating game with Antonio Brown doesn't really work out.
0: We're not doing it. We're just gonna play the one
2: scenario. And the Ravens would be a good fit for multiple reasons. He, he has somebody to kind of keep him in reality,
0: and that's his cousin Hollywood Brown. Yeah. So they would be, I mean, that's the reason he worked out with them is because Marquise Brown, this is his cousin, um, and Lamar Jackson, then Marquise Brown, we're uh, doing some workouts. And they invited him to work out, and obviously the media was there because <laughs> it's Antonio Brown. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of scary in the fact that this might be the missing piece that the Ravens have. I here. mean, the Ravens are already probably favorites to
2: win the Super Bowl, honestly. Yeah. And if they add a guy like Antonio Brown, a lot of people forget when Antonio Brown. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, maybe he's rusty or something." No, <laughs> if Antonio Brown plays this next year, he's going to be a top five receiver. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind, and that might be that might not be statistically just because of the way that the Ravens run their team, but as far as impact goes, and as far as just not being coverable, it's Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah, this is this is the one team that. well, he's the best fit there. Um, And if he's going to play in the NFL, obviously there's a lot that has to go into that, but if he's going to play in the NFL and he goes to this team, the Ravens, they're probably going to, yeah, well, they're already Super Bowl Bowl contenders and favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I think it just adds even more of a favorite to their name because now think about this, obviously Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, the MVP. Let's remember last year he was throwing to Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown and Willie Sneed, right? Hayden Hurst is gone. Yeah, but if you take away Willie Sneed and Hayden Hurst and add Antonio Brown, now he's throwing to Mark Andrews, who's arguably one of the better tight ends right now in the league.
2: And will only be better now yeah. in year two.
0: Yeah. Um, Marquise Brown, who is a speed, speed, speed freak. Um, good luck trying to cover him. To add another uncoverable guy like Antonio Brown, what are secondaries going to do? <laughs> Let the Ravens run for eight yards per carry. Yeah, which because I mean, again, you have still have Mark Ingram as your starting running back there. So I mean, like
2: and Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah, who can make all the throws and run all over the place.
0: Yeah. Um. So I definitely think that if he signed with the Ravens, it'd be big time. Um. That's what the Ravens needed. They needed to add another receiver to this this offense. They they short up their defense in free agency, in trades. Um they have a great offensive line and really offensive skill players. They just needed to add one more weapon, and if Antonio Brown signs, that's the weapon. Yep.
3: Yeah.
2: That does it for free agency headlines. Mm-hmm. And you know, if any of you listeners have any ideas, you could comment on the video on Facebook or Instagram or whatever.
0: Where you think these players should go.
2: Coming up next, we have funny intramural stories.
0: And Simon Villianos
2: will be be joining us over the phone. So, coming up next. Welcome back to The Cycle365. This is the third segment of episode 27. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and I'm here with Simon Villanos over the phone. What's up, Simon?
4: Yes, sir. was good, y'all? hope y'all being safe and doing y'all's part so we can end this thing early.
2: Simon is doing his part, and that's why he's over the phone. Good job, Simon. Thank you. So, for this segment, we're doing something a little special where... We here at The Cycle are going to talk through our intramural seasons and just kind of reflect on some of the funnier moments or more memorable moments as part of the just like April Fool's kind of thing where you guys get to know us and maybe get to chuckle a little bit. Then we got a surprise for you in the fourth segment. Right, Simon? Yep. All right. Good. So first year, Simon, what was what was our team name for, for basketball?
4: Oh man, we were we were we, we went with the Flint Michigan Tropics, right?
2: Yep, and that's a shout out to Jackie Moon and Will Ferrell. If you've seen Semi Pro, then you know. <laughs> yep, yep. But we had a pretty good. I think we had a pretty talented squad. Honestly, I just don't think that that we had a lot of things going against us that year. Yeah, yeah.
4: No, I mean, I I definitely agree. I mean, honestly, for me, like, if I'm just being honest, like. I, just, I was still kind of trying to get to know you and then our boy Zach who was on the squad because y'all were the ones who like recruited me. I mean, I don't know exactly what you said. I think Zach just asked if I'd play basketball. And I was like, yeah, I hooked a little bit. And then, and then, yeah, it came to be. But like, my thing was like, I, I didn't know anybody really. I barely knew y'all. So like, I didn't know how y'all played. I didn't know if y'all were good or like what was about to go down, to be honest. I was just... I don't know.
2: i was just trying to make friends. In yeah, year, so. <laughs> and we definitely made some memories. It was, oh, it was yeah. bad because I like I knew you pretty well, and I was hyping up. I know I was hyping up Garrett to like everybody on the team, yeah. or I was hyping this kid <laughs> up. It's all right. We'll we'll worry about that later. I was hyping this one kid up yeah, yeah. on our team because I mean you've seen him at different times. He's actually really good at basketball. And so he was kind of Supposed to be a big force on the team But He was playing like doo-doo For I mean like basically the whole year Come to find out He tells us after The season is over That he punctured his lungs snowboarding Before the first game
4: Yep <laughs> um, I thought it, you told us I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just misremembering it. but I thought he told us near the end. So, like, we still had, like, a game or two left. Because, like, I remember being like, well, shoot, I feel like he shouldn't be playing then if he has a, like, right now, if he has a punch run.
2: Oh, wait. You're so, right. I, I think, I think we still had, like, our playoff game or, like, a regular season game left.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either way, it was kind of near the end. Like, and. I mean I don't know like I didn't think he was trash because I know we had I don't know how many practices we had a practice or something or maybe I just saw him hoop and like I knew he was pretty good and then like when the season came around it just I I don't know he seemed a little off you know I was
2: I was like stressing because I was like bro I hyped you up to everybody why aren't you making any shots
3: Man. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know we had some really good players you know
4: what I mean like oh uh, see I don't i don't want a name drop because I don't know what I could say or not yeah, I guess you could always edit it out okay yeah I mean like like you said earlier we definitely had a lot of talented players i mean I now mean, I'm gonna shout out my boy big Nate you know, aka uh, White Lonzo Ball. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this dude. So this dude, he was he was pretty fire from the perimeter. Like, you know, he didn't really take a bunch of layups or mid range shots, but you know, he, he was a three point guy and he was a sniper for real. And I don't know if he did this on purpose. I still don't know if like like if this was just him messing around. But he had this like Lonzo Ball ask shot. But it was money each time. Like he was shooting people's faces, and like he was honestly good for at least a solid ten to fifteen points points each day, at least. You know, on his best days, he. I mean, he's a flamethrower on there offensively. So,
2: yeah, that he was a really good three point shooter. And then I was just gonna say I could message all of them and ask them if it's okay to use their names too. So, and they'll probably all say yes because they'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna be name dropped on a podcast," so. So, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nate was pretty heat from three point land. And then we obviously had Kevin, who, I mean, like you said, he's a slasher and he was good for double digit points every game, too. Like, offense wasn't the biggest problem that we had. Like, we could consistently score like 30 to 40, I feel like. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I mean, I thought we were, individually at least, I thought we had some pretty good. Offensive ball players, you know, like, I mean, Kevin, he, he, you know, he was, he was all right from perimeter, but his game was like slashing, like getting into the paint, like getting rebounds, starting fast breaks. And we all kind of just bought into that too and like <laughs> adapted to his offense. You know what I mean? And so, like, and it worked out, you know, like I'd set up my off ball screens. Nate would be on the perimeter. I mean, you or whoever else would be running. Um, you know, and then uh, Kevin flashing and so it just, it just worked out, to be honest, most of the time,
2: most yeah. of the time. Yeah, until, until the incident happened. Oof,
4: yeah, do you wanna, so, I mean, we are all there, but you were,
2: you are the one that was there, the lock. <laughs> yeah, I was in for the, so, we were supposed to play a playoff game, weren't we, but the other yeah. team didn't show up. Yeah, so we were supposed to play a playoff game, and the other team didn't show up, but we were all still ready to ball. So, we just played a pickup game against some other team that was in the league, I think. Maybe it was just some guys at the gym, but...
4: No, it was the team we were supposed to play. They just showed up late.
2: Okay. So, we ended up playing them, and we played a good game against them. Mind you, it was... there wasn't, like, refs or a scoreboard, but we were... Running up and down the court and competing and scoring with them, and then I don't. Do you recall the exact play or like how it happened? It was a rebound, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, I remember because I was there. Um, or hold up, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was there. I mean, I was on the court with Kevin at the time, so I want to say we were running it on offense, right? And. I think it was, like, a fast-break type of thing. It was me Kev- and Kevin at the very least. And I remember, like, I passed off the ball to Kevin. And I want to say he either went up for a layup or he missed the shot at first and then went up for the rebound. And then someone's uh, foot was right below his. So when he came down, he, like, came down on the dude's foot and not on, like, solid ground. And his ankle was, like, all messed up. And it was a kind of a tangled mess because by the time he came, like, I mean, I was there and then obviously the guy who was standing there was there on the other team and then there was one other person i don't really remember who it was but it was kind of like a tangled mess and then kevin was on the floor still after all
2: that so yeah so kevin yeah so our boy got zaza essentially pretty much and and so he was laying there for a minute before staff came in and yeah. they're like, "Can you walk on it?" He's like, "Uh, no, it hurts pretty bad." <laughs> and so then, <laughs> this is this isn't funny, but it kind of is. So they bring out a wheelchair, and I'm gonna drive. And I drove him to the hospital, so I get to drive my car back on like the the staff like sidewalk or whatever. And I park my car outside one of the gyms, and they wheel him to the doors, only to find out that the wheelchair. Is wider than the doors. So then <laughs> So then he has to get up and he has to hop on one foot all the way around to the passenger sign of my car, which is of course on the other side. Yeah. So he's like, Do I hop on the stairs or down the ramp? And I was like, Kevin, it I don't think it matters. It's not great either way. And then and then we he was he had a he actually had like a test the next day and so yeah. <laughs> when, we were, when we were at the hospital waiting for like his x-ray or whatever the heck to come up I was helping him study for his psych test <laughs> because he was worried about failing it and then he was like playing Pokemon Go in the ER with just like his leg propped yeah. up and the worst part was like <laughs> the nurse or whatever took off his sock and was like do you cut your nails? <laughs> oh
4: that's
2: awkward <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, oh man. <laughs> it was, was it was foul, but it was pretty hilarious. Uh, because he ended up being okay. Oh,
4: yeah. So. Yeah, he was fun. I mean, like, it, it took him a while. I think actually for him to like kind of come back from that. Because I know he wanted to do in the the next year, but he was. I mean, I don't know. I guess it just didn't work out. Like he wasn't really feeling it. I mean. I, I don't know, I'm not about to expose him right now, you know, but when football in the middle playoffs came for Co-Ed, uh, I, I heard some things that happened <laughs> because his ankle wasn't 100%. So that's, I'm just going to leave it there because Kevin ain't here to defend himself. You know, I can't bring it up. I wouldn't want to bring it up. He you knows
3: what <sighs> I'm talking about,
2: though. Yeah, and and if Noah listens, he'll know too. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, I'll email this to Noah. <laughs> or whatever
3: St- <laughs> stay <laughs> tuned yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: but that did it for year one and here comes in here comes back I should say Jesse Booten
0: hello hey, <laughs> hey Jesse what's up Simon I'm hanging in there bud. <laughs> that's good
2: but so we just talked about the first season second season of intramural basketball was A disaster. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. We definitely... We had a lot of inexperienced people who either never played basketball or just never played a sport. You're right. Yes. And that proved to be pretty difficult. Yeah,
4: but it was still special, though, because, like, I mean, I don't know if you said this or not but I mean it was kind of like our inner friend group you know what I mean and I mean it was all dudes so it, we were playing in men's league but <laughs> it was like our inner uh friend group I'd say and so it was a pretty tight-knit group like we all knew each other for at least a year you know what I'm saying so like yeah. I don't know, it was special that way it, yes. was, just, there, it was difficult because of like actual skill level you know what I mean
2: yeah but I hear it was fun playing with all my friends though wait, wait, that because was fun. I mean we ate dinner before every game all together and you know yeah. like we would talk about the game for like the next week and like talk about this silly stuff that happened yeah I think Jesse you have you have one of the better stories about one of our uh, one of our less skilled players getting the ball and bringing it up the court
0: oh yes Liam yeah.
2: yeah.
3: So-
0: so our dear friend, Liam, um, he, I mean, he's, he's a great friend. He's a good friend. Not the best at basketball, but that's okay.
2: Yeah. Um, he scored points on the season, so. He
0: did. He did. Um, I remember one time uh, I was getting the, I would the ball to inbound to him and no one else was there. I was like, uh-oh, okay. Well, I inbounded the ball to him. I took one step onto the court and I saw him double dribbling and I just turned around and started walking because I knew it was going to happen <laughs> towards our basket. So yeah, that. That happened.
2: That's uh. You might as well just pass it to the other team.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah, but he had a, he had a very fun quote that uh he said after we lost to probably the best team in the league, the Milkman. What did he say, Cody? <laughs> um, well for sensory purposes I can't say the whole
2: quote yes but he did challenge the milkmen to play him in esports <laughs> yes followed by some controversial words
0: yes some
2: expletives yes expletives is the word and Liam would have beat them in esports he would have yeah yeah just well, not you know, just not the sport I need to get Liam on to the podcast cuz
4: like I know he's a big football fan too
0: and he's a fun guy so that'd be
2: That'd be a fun thing
0: to do. He's a fun guy. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, get get Liam on here sometime. And uh, the, the, I'm yeah. sure the listeners will love to hear him. Yeah. He's insightful. Uh, we could get his perspective of the season. Because I always thought that'd be interesting, too. Because, I mean, I I feel like so us three
2: probably had most of like the athletic experience that made up... Um, Hold up, What was our team? Name? Team Flex Seal. Young yep, <laughs> team, team Flex Seal, baby.
4: Twenty
2: eighteen. Well, anyways, we we honestly
4: made up most of the experience on Team Flex Seal, and there are ten players. So that you know, I I think you know we we're used to going through the whole season, grind, and off season, and you know, obviously uh, preseason, playoffs, all that stuff. But like, some of these guys haven't really like gone through all of that. So like, the process for them is all new. And so, for them to go through that process, like, in college, is, is kinda dope. So, like, I'd really love to like hear what they'd
2: have
3: to say about stuff like that, honestly.
2: Mhm. Yeah, and we definitely, we have a couple of people that definitely spoke on it, like, you know, just some people that literally never played sports.
0: You're right. Yeah. Um, should we share the, uh, the best moment of that season for sure?
2: Yeah, I'll <laughs> allow it. And then I'll explain my, I'm here to defend myself, so it's
0: okay. All right, so the best moment of this season was uh, we were in one of the games, getting ready to go to halftime, and Grant, there's probably about 13 seconds left on the clock. Wasn't it the Milkman? I don't remember who it was. No, no. No? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but um, the other team had the ball, and they were taking it down. And uh, we were on defense, and um, one of our teammates sitting on the bench, his name is Jason Murphy, he, he starts a countdown to like try to mess up the other team, right? Um, and he's going, there's like 10 seconds left, and he goes like, five, four, three, like five seconds ahead of the actual clock. But it didn't get the other team at all. The other team had already shot the ball, and Cody got the rebound, and it definitely got Cody because there was still eight, eight, five to eight seconds left on the, on the clock, and I was wide open screaming at him to pass me the ball, but he just turned around and hucked it. Hucked it to a full-court shot. <laughs> Did not make it whatsoever. Didn't even... I don't even think he made it to the other side of the court. And we always look at him and we're like, Cody, what are you doing? There's eight seconds left in the gap. And he's like, I heard Jason counting down. So go ahead and uh, explain yourself, Cody. I mean, Cody.
2: I threw the ball the whole length of the court. It just didn't even hit the backboard. But, I mean, we don't practice full court shots. And I mean, I to me, it wasn't even like specifically... Jason counting down, I just heard counting down, and by the time I got the rebound, which was like a pretty heads-up rebound, I'm at least going to give me that, I, there is supposedly two seconds left on the clock, so of course I'm going to turn around and huck the ball. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, uh, Go ahead.
4: So I was actually right next to Murph while he was counting down, so I got to see his facial expression throughout that whole sequence. And it was, it was pretty crazy, because I think... So he was counting down, because he's kind of like this dude that like just messes with people. You know, like, he's a guy that has a bunch of great sports stories. You know, like, he's a fun guy. Another fun guy, but for real, though. He was my roommate my freshman year of college, and he's been like a brother ever since. But, like... And we'll have to get him on the podcast so we can tell some of these stories, but uh, I watched as he, like, looked really satisfied that he got the other team to shoot super early. And then he was, like, all confused when Cody put up that shot. And he, like, looked at me he was like, what the, why did he do that? And I was like, because of you. And then he was like, what do you mean? And then, and then he, like, clicked
0: in his head after a second. He was like, oh, whoops. And then that's how he went into halftime. Yeah. From my perspective, I was standing so I was playing the point, right? And Cody gets the rebound and I can just see it all happening in slow motion. I hear Jason counting down, I see Cody getting the rebound, and I'm like, oh no, he's just about to chuck it. So I was just screaming at the top lines. I'm like, Cody, Cody, don't shoot it, throw it to me. Cause if there was no one on me, I could have just laid it up. We had enough time where I could've dribbled down the court and laid it up just fine. And we could have scored. But yeah, it was pretty funny. I saw it all in slow motion.
2: <laughs> I was I was in I had mama mentality going when I got the rebound. Just not court or clock awareness. Yep. But.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it happens. I mean that's I mean, this this is a joke. Like it's all love obviously, but like that's that's when I kinda realised like, oh well this was we're probably not going to win a game this season might as well just have fun with it you know and that was it was a fun part but like at the same time that was also the moment I realized like dang this we're we're near the end of the season and this is what we got (laughs)
2: it was just miscommunication
4: which was like uh, you know it
2: happens you know it happens Yeah. (laughs) yeah we we did not win a game that year but we uh we had fun. We did have fun. We create. We made memories. Mm-hmm. When...
4: Very true. I also thought, I mean, I don't know, my credits and all that was kind of, like, I mean, I knew I was going to graduate early, so I also kind of thought that, like, this might have been my last intramural basketball season, too, because I was going to go student teach, and I was planning on student teaching back home and not up at college, so... At the time, like, I feel like I was kind of just real, like, emotional and down sometimes because I was like, dang, this sucks. (laughs) We haven't won a regular season intramural game. Well, I haven't won a regular season intramural basketball game at all while in college. And, I mean, this is the last season. And then obviously that was a lie
2: because we had one more together as a group. We did have one more and we got that regular season win.
0: We did.
2: As our last basketball game. And if it's the last yes. like intramural game of the semester, basically.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes us the intramural champs.
2: Yep. Which means what champs. Well, Simon, if we're the champions, you have to hold up your end of the end of the bargain.
4: I don't know what you were talking about. I Here, I- yeah. how about we tell them this story? How about we tell them this story? Go for it. <laughs> and then I'll say my
2: my part. Well, this dates back to last season where Some of our teammates, they all lived in the same building. So they took a picture of just them shirtless in, like, a really tiny shower. And they said, Team Flex Seal Shower. And so then it became a meme after that, where he'd always be like, Alright, Team Shower after the game. And Simon would be like, No, bro, I ain't... Pause. (laughs) Yeah, pause.
4: Shut
2: up. But... Simon, would you like to tell the audience of your deal for this season?
4: Yeah, so it was like it was like the fall semester, right? So obviously it was before any of this COVID nineteen stuff was going around, and we, you know we thought life was going to be normal. But um, so here, let, let me backtrack a little bit. So we made the decision to go to coed because. <laughs> I mean but this this wasn't my words it was just what we heard but it was a little bit easier you know like the competition was a little bit easier and then we could get some of our uh, female friends involved too who were some you know good friends and so I mean I don't know I still wasn't feeling as confident like I don't know how high my expectations were because I wasn't sure about like the level of skill in this new league so I said to Okay, I forgot who I said it to. I know Brian was there, whoops. Or, I uh, I know our boy Zach was there too, for a fact. And I said, well, hold up. If we win the, uh, you know, a championship, like the COA championship, then I'll, I'll do the stupid little, you know, team shower joke with y'all. And that'll be that, you know. But it has to be the championship, you know, like, no regular season stuff, like, you gotta make it through
2: the playoffs, which was, you know, the biggest
4: the biggest obstacle in, in my mind, at least. Well, if everyone makes it, you know, you, regulars, from the regular
3: season on.
2: You said that you wanted a shirt, and if you do the, uh, here's a little plug here, the April running challenge for Northern Colorado, you get a champion shirt.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, we'll, we'll discuss that in further detail, but going into the season... We did we ended up winning a game and it was a good game. It was a fun game to win. But that also brought the biggest SC not top ten moment <laughs> of the season when one of our more inexperienced girl players who she played she only played volleyball up until that point. So she like never touched a basketball. She during our game <laughs> she shot on the wrong basket. She didn't make it, but it, it made Jesse upset.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, because
0: because I made the most athletic play of my life right before it happened, where Cody was trying to steal the ball and you know he, he hit it out, but it was going out of bounds off him. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try and save it for our team. So I go, I, ju- I jump out of, out of bounds. So I'm completely in the air grabbing the ball, a good, probably three feet out of bounds in the air, have the ball, turn around, don't see who it is. I throw it back into our teammate who then just takes it turns around and shoots on her own basket and like i just yeah just, i just couldn't believe it <laughs> yeah
2: i yeah simon were, were you also yeah. screaming from the sideline like no because like i was on the yeah. other side of the yeah. court because i was getting ready to move up court and i was just like no but it was like too late yeah
4: was a scary moment. It kind of rolled around on the rim, too. So, like, it looked like it was going in for, like, a real, like, a split second, and then it didn't. It.
2: <laughs> Thank goodness it didn't go in. Yeah. She was She was also a victim of another big Murph moment. I'm saying of, of big Murph in practice.
4: Oh. <laughs> yeah, do you want to? I mean, we don't have to. That that, that moment was a little, it was a little much to be honest, but you know, we were, we were having fun, we were trying to compete, like, get after it, I mean, I, I know it's so, like, Murph, I was like, yo, bro, I better see you, like, you know, being all Draymond Green out here in this practice, News he was like, I God, you, Big Simon, and then he did what he did, and I, I, <laughs> I, I felt bad.
2: I can't believe you unleashed Big Murph on, on our teammate, who's like, not even a hundred pounds, bro. Yeah, and Murph's a—he's a big guy too, you know. No, yeah, also, he's like the a reason we call him Big Murph. <laughs> also, he's a state champion
4: uh, wrestler, so there's there's that—he's an
2: athlete for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna expose him anyway, <laughs> just because. Oh, go for it, yeah, go for it. <laughs> but keep keep in mind, this was endorsed by Simon Villano's, so, but. So we're doing this, for those who play basketball, it's a three-on-two-on-one drill. So you go down the court with three people, three of, offense against two defense, and then back the other way. And <laughs> whoever shoots the shot on the first possession of three is supposed to play defense on the two-on-one. And this this girl who, once again, never has played basketball, doesn't even weigh 100 pounds, she, She goes to shoot the ball, and she has a really slow shot. And Big Murph just comes in and swats the heck out of this ball right back into her. And she just ducks and hits the ground so that the ball doesn't take her head off. And she lived to see another day, but everyone just lost it in the gym. And it it put on a good, like, I want to say, like, five-minute break. Just because we couldn't take it seriously, because Jason just swatted it so hard.
3: Oh, uh,
4: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he—he's kind of like that one guy, just just to set the you know, uh, set the background. He, he's that one uh, hooper that like jumps at everything really hard, you know, and so. This was like the one. Okay, it wasn't the one time because it happened, It's happened in games. Like he's had some good blocks and defensive plays, but like this was the one time in practice, at least, where him jumping like really like hard at at <laughs> at a shot actually paid off. And it was it was pretty bad. Like he, oh my gosh, it was like a mid range shot from the elbow. And this dude was like in the paint or something <laughs> crazy like that when he shot and or when he uh, jumped and yeah it was it was kind of
2: insane <laughs> he blocked it so hard <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah but it was, it was a good not, time but you know it's, we, we
4: had to make everyone suffer anyway
2: so it it turned out fine you know just, just say it Jesse oh, I was just
0: gonna say do you have any more fun moments or or is that basically it we got the dub
2: we did get the dub that was the most fun I had it was just Winning that game down the stretch. Yeah. And coming out with a win. I was pretty happy about that.
0: So, from now on, yep. if we graduate, me, Cody, and Stein will always be winners from this day forward. <laughs> that's
2: true. That's true. that's true. Catch the cycle 365. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, catch the cycle 365, repping that winning attitude, baby.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's so sad, though. Like... I mean, honestly, yeah. So, honestly, we had a pretty good squad, you know, from the guys, all the through all the guys and then through all the girls. Like, we had a number of hoopers. Like, obviously, you and me, Cody. Like, we've played together for three years, so there's that, you know. Jesse and I, this was our second year together uh, for sure. And then, uh, me—I mean, me and Murph, like. He was on the team as well, and you know he's always kind of been like a little bit of that glue guy too. And you know we all know him; and he's a great guy to know. So it just worked out. And then our girls were really talented. Like we had some like like great hoopers who could not only bang down low at the post, but like step it back and shoot threes as well. You know, and especially in this league where like each I guess basket made by a girl is one extra point. So like if you make a two as a guy, that would be a three for a girl. If you make it, you a deal as guy that'd be a 4-4 goal like that was super valuable and uh, we just had a really good squad like i felt like it was pretty even like obviously early on you know we had some people that like that, you know we <laughs> we wanted to be part of it but they they weren't as sure and so that's that's obviously where the flakers name came from i'd say <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it was all up. They still showed up to the games for the most part and supported us. And, I mean, like I said, this team was very, like, well rounded. And, I mean, I don't know, like, it was... I, I get this whole thing's going on, obviously, and it sucks. I mean, we all know that it sucks, but I really would've loved for us to make a playoff run. Because getting that first dub, like... It was it was great, you know. But if I'm being honest we probably should have had two or three other okay, not three. We should you should have had two other ones leading up to that game.
3: I mean you know we kinda I mean? got it just
4: you know, it took us a little bit to get it together, like I mean if I'm just being honest, like I was a part of it, like second half collapses where you just wouldn't have much stuff together or like I mean I became very foul happy and I was uh the port guard. And so when we'd run our lives, I didn't really have a specific point guard. <laughs> it looked a little, a, a little tough out there, <laughs> seeing, seeing, you know, some people bring up the ball. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, but we cleaned it up at the end. And yeah, it just, it sucks, you know? It's kind of like a lost season. And then we have a ton of seniors on the squad too. So like, I mean, it, I don't, you know, none of us are really gonna play like that, at least at college and in the ever again, so.
2: Yeah. It, was, it was fun while it lasted, and yeah, we could have done better, but overall, I'd say the past three years of intramurals have been fun.
0: It's always fun when you're playing basketball. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah. that was... Uh,
0: I agree.
4: One day we should go over our football intramural season.
0: that be... Mine is really, really short. I played in one or two games. <laughs> Even though I was on the oh, squad yeah, for right. two years. <laughs> yeah. Same... <laughs> I played in
2: like five games over two years. But, you know, I hope uh, we definitely had fun playing basketball. And uh, hopefully the uh, the audience enjoyed hearing about it, including some follies, for sure, Mm -hmm. that we experienced. Yep. Oh, by the way, that first season, after Kevin broke his ankle, we had a playoff game. And we got mercy ruled by this team that was hammered. Like, you could smell the alcohol, and we we took a picture at the end of it with the scoreboard behind us after we got mercy ruled with all of us holding an L up.
4: Well, some of us were holding up an L. Some people were like, <laughs> I, I mean, was it was not
2: It's backwards. Was backwards, or, it looked all goofy. Yeah, but overall it was fun, and uh, thanks for a lot of great memories, fellow cycle. Co-hosts,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah. <laughs> I think that does it for this segment of intramural Recap. And stay tuned for a surprise fourth segment. Yes, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna want to hear it. One. <laughs> Simon. You, you have the you have the biggest inside scoop on it. it. What? How would you? Do you want me to just say what it is? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Go
4: ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Yeah. So. This is episode 27, I'm pretty sure. Loki, you probably should have done this earlier. But, so, over these last 26, not 27 episodes, over these last 26 episodes, you know, we've had a lot of bloopers, like, we're not, none of us are real professionals, you know what I mean? Like, we're all 21, 20, when we were uh, recording this stuff, so, you know, we messed up. And also, I, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I think we're really funny when we're talking about stuff that isn't as structured with sports and whatnot. So this whole next segment is a compilation on episode one 1326. I'm not going to guarantee that there's stuff that's in every episode, but it's a lot of good stuff, you know? I mean, if you're doing something, I mean, continue to do it. Like, you don't got to pay attention to this segment, per se, but there's a lot of, you know, quick cut, like, one-liners or... Uh, funny predictions <laughs> we said or you know things that we did that I thought was very funny and honestly I had a blast editing it together it took a long time so maybe maybe next time you won't wait as long but uh yeah coming up we got our blooper reel slash uh our uh, our funny reel too I guess so yeah
2: so we'll use this as a segue happy april fools from the cycle 365 and we're definitely excited to hear the blooper reel And you should be, too. Yep. Alright, coming up next.
5: (laughs) What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Simon. I'm your host for today. I'm Jesse
2: Booten. I'm Cody Stauffer.
5: (laughs) 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 And with me, I got one of the newest members of the cycle.
0: Hi, hi, I'm I'm Jesse (laughs) Booten. I'm
5: sorry. Here, here, we'll pause.
0: I was a cornerback. And nice. Cody was a receiver, and uh, we played a in the second round of the playoffs, and uh, yeah, I locked him down.
3: He oh,
5: so you're saying he didn't get any passes? He got
0: zero passes. Wow. I don't even think the quarterback targeted him.
5: All right. See, Cody's going to get mad, and like we are, we've talked about this before, and he's talked about how like you know he blames it on the scheme, and that's that's understandable. So we'll we'll let it slide. for I will now. say
0: they didn't have the best scheme. I mean. Okay. There were ways to beat our team and, and me at corner, but they just didn't. They just didn't do it. Oh, well, all right. Hey, that's fair. Can <laughs> we go first? Here. Yeah, you go first. Okay, go so first. I have... You're probably going to freak out at this, but I have the Browns and the Packers playing the Super Bowl. The Pack? Okay. Browns and the Packers. I'm... <laughs> and then the Packers Patrick. winning it all, baby. Oh, wow. Okay.
5: Here, we're running out of time, so I'm not going to comment on that. We're just going to let time, you know...
0: We'll, talk, talk, about this yeah, we'll yeah. talk about this later. Yeah, we'll
5: Let's talk see. about this at another... We'll talk about it at the end of the season. Yeah. Or, you know, probably sometime during the season. Because we'll be coming out with these weekly, hopefully. Or at least every two weeks. But, alright, that's interesting. I see the Browns making it, but not... No. <laughs> so, I'm going to say... I'm going to be a homer right here. I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make it. But they're going to be, like, fighting their way to make it into this playoffs. And I think they'll play against the Dallas Cowboys. I think it'll be a, probably the most watched Super Bowl of all time, <laughs> low-key, because yeah. it'll be Cowboys and Steelers, right? And uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the Cowboys are going to win it. Psych! It's going to be the Steelers. We're going to keep grinding through. I think it's going to be a tough uh, playoff push, but I think this is the core that, you know, they'll push through. They're talented. You got all the distractions out of the way, hopefully. So this this has to be it. If not, then, you know, it's all downhill from here for the Steelers. I could also see Zika Lillett winning MVP this year, so... Same, actually. I could. He he might go off. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace.
1: Hey. Hey. I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm about it. Hey. I'm about it. I'm about it. Hey. <laughs> All right.
5: That that was a good outro song.
0: Buffalo has won their last two games, both in MetLife Stadium. It's kind of funny. They're running New York City. That's true. They do run New York
5: City. They (laughs) run New York State right now. They they beat beat the Jets in Week One
0: and (laughs) MetLife. Yeah. And then they beat the Giants and MetLife. Yep. They didn't have to go anywhere.
2: Take that, New Yorkers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That
2: does it for this segment. Coming up next is Simon and Jesse
0: talking. Actually, it's actually not. So don't listen to. Don't. It's not <laughs> because, because we're gonna, gonna going to edit show. this. We're gonna edit this. So this thank you for. The, this would technically be the end. Thank you
2: for tuning in to the Cycle 365 with Cody Stoffer.
0: Jess Boone, and Simon Villanos. Yep,
2: he's still here.
0: Yeah, so. he is. So um, yeah, tune in next week for our uh, episode
3: six, five.
0: Yeah. Episode five. Five. Episode. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Before. Um, if you want to check out something funny, watch uh, Missis- Mississippi State's quarterback, Garrett Schrader, get helicoptered nine feet in the air. Yes, it was nine feet. They did, uh, they measured it. Also, check out our website that is up and
5: running and has all the podcasts we have so far. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the
0: description. Yeah, Simon, just, just tell them, tell them what, the, what the URL is. Just so they know. Do you not know it? <laughs> <laughs>
5: They lost 35 to 14 to Wisconsin. Jesse, what do you think about that? A lot of people did pick Wis- or sorry, a lot of people picked Michigan to be a dark horse team to make it into the playoffs including Cody Stafford. So, what do you think?
0: Well, Cody is obviously dumb. But, <laughs> <laughs> um Dang. like a quarterback like Kelman going, get right. him in a rhythm, um, and get the, just the whole offense in general in a rhythm. Um so I think <laughs> here go It's like what was I saying? <laughs> um,
5: <laughs> getting yeah, okay so I so I realized last week on the podcast I said that Georgia would blow out Notre Dame and they won by one score. <laughs> and so I, I accept that. That's a no. That's a no on my on you know, my part and I watched that game.
0: Yeah. I think they have um a good offensive line i know one of the offensive lines will be taken in the in the first uh, he might even be the first pick overall
2: uh, really
0: yeah what's his name i don't know <laughs> I gotta find him. I gotta, I gotta. what is in the water in pullman washington see it's that boy mike leach i think yeah.
5: i think i think he's that dude like i don't want to call him a lincoln riley type but coming up next it's cody one Hey, we did talk about this, NCAA football games. They might be coming back, you know, if this law does pass. That'd be a plus, though. I know okay. you'd
0: love that. I know you'd okay, love that. Okay, but if it got passed in Cal- California, it would just be the California college football game.
5: Yeah. UCLA versus USC. <laughs> Every week, baby. <laughs> plus Stanford, I guess, or, you know, Fresno State.
3: Whatever. You want to call Fresno
0: State? I mean, no, bro. Yeah. Welcome back to the cycle. 365. Um, We're going to welcome in Cody now. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing good. Yeah, all right. So we're going to talk about our next segment, um, NFL. But first, we have a new segment. Not a segment, a new bit. Okay. I need a drum roll, please. It's the question of the week. I need a drum roll. Hope the mic picks that up. Do mascots have mythical
2: powers? What do you mean? Like super sti-
3: no,
0: like, do, do they, they have mythical just... powers?
5: That's the question. Do mascots
4: have mythical powers? Okay, wait. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm speechless. My, <laughs> jo- my jaw is hanging speechless.
5: open well, at like this if, question. If you're a raider, like, then, like, you have the ability. I don't know. No, no, no. no
0: Jesse, provide us. Okay, I'm okay, talking about, an like, exam. Okay. So, like, it's just, do myth- let's hear. There was this. Hold on. Pause it. I got to find the thing for you guys. So
2: here's the reason that mascots don't have powers. Remember, or actually, I help me remember the story (laughs) and then I can answer the question. What's the story? Didn't the Ram for CSU die a few years ago before the showdown? Yeah, yeah, and then the Rams have not won the showdown since the Ram died.
3: Okay, Okay. mythical powers.
2: So clearly, they do have
0: mythical powers, (laughs) yeah, because Ralphie's not dead and and
3: you know
2: the
0: buffs are okay. okay, Okay, here's the thing let's know this. Think about it, last year, Bebel the Longhorn attacked the bulldog. Oh yeah, that's in true. The sugar bowl.
5: In Texas won! So what you're saying is that like you want our mascots to
2: fight each other for <laughs> No, that's not No, the question is like. We do not condone okay. animal abuse <laughs> on the cycle. That's
0: what you said, Jesse. That go on. You go know. on. <laughs> it's just it's just a question, like. It's, it's gonna be a poll on on social media. We'll see what the fans think. Okay. But I vote yay. I think they did. I think, okay, th- they might not have mythical powers, but they definitely have influence on the game.
1: They,
2: I be- I'm a superstitious man. I believe in luck, and mascots are a part of luck. There so, you
5: go. I'll buy into that, too, actually. After you mentioned the whole Bebo thing, you you were right. I knew yeah. that <laughs> was a
2: sign. As I soon as was... you start talking about U of T, Simon starts <laughs> to listen. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think there's a difference between, between, uh... What?
3: These dudes said, you <laughs> bro, awesome. y'all,
2: y'all
0: make me like this. I
2: can't control
0: it. I just." <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, so I don't gonna gonna all that out. We're gonna keep this. Anyway, uh, all right. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> it the Rain it back in. Rain it back in. Rain it back in, guys. Okay. So
2: we've addressed that question. Yeah. We are all in favor of mascots okay.
0: influencing the, the game. The last question yeah. I'm gonna ask you about that thing. What about like? So like, obviously, we all could agree that live, living mascots have an effect. What about the other mascots? I like the costume one. Yeah, the costume mascot. I
2: don't think so. I think that they're never mind, I can't say that one either. But anyways, I they're just they're just people. Yeah, you know, and you they're ever, just wearing a Halloween costume. You ever
0: played NCAA? Play mascot matchup?
2: Well, I'm I'm wear a <laughs> <wearer> mascot matchup, <laughs> mashup.
0: But mashup? You mean
2: matchup? Matchup. I said it right one of those times. We'll keep that one. But I I have played it, but it's just a fun mode. You know mm-hmm. it doesn't
0: but they do backflips and front flips instead of juking so just saying anyways that's true that is it for the question of the week the call will be on our social media chime in we want to see what you guys think all right well
2: I'm right. gonna vote yes because I follow something. us on social media all right. <laughs> me too.
0: so
5: follow us on social media our links will be down below kind of made me yak in my
2: mouth yeah. but they still won
0: they still- I'm picking Green Bay and
2: what? Simon's pick is the Eagles who are one and two oh and they God. look like trash but that's alright. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, and Simon is near the bottom half of our Pick'em League. So. Okay, here. No, 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 no. Right, I'm about to head out.
5: <laughs> Catch us on social media, follow us, check out our website too. We're posting a lot of cool things. Peace. <laughs> God, I'm going to have to
3: delete that.
1: Here. No, just,
5: let, just the, wait, let the burp leave Just it wait out, dude. five seconds because I need to play that outro, and then Jesse says his thing.
0: Wait, I'm not ready. I'm ready. What do I, what is it? Fireman, Stop it. Here, I'm gonna. Okay, yeah. Oh, you know, just making making buckets and deep-throated
2: sandwiches. Why do we have to wait 10 seconds? (laughs)
5: Okay, (laughs) just, just go whenever y'all are ready. It doesn't matter. just have to put that on there. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
5: But I'm not ready. I have
2: food in my mouth. Jesse's not ready to talk (laughs) baseball because he has... (laughs) I am Cody Stauffer and I'm going to introduce the baseball segment for this episode of the Cycle365 because Jesse is chewing food right now. He was running a little bit late today, so he had to hurry up and eat a meal. That's Is there another segment after this? I don't know. <laughs> well, if there's another segment after this, stay tuned. And if there's not, it's, it's been this the Cycle365. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. That works. <laughs>
0: Frank Gore. He's he's having a good year again. Oh no, just played both. I think he had like, wasn't it like 12 carries for 109 yards? Yeah, he did. He went over uh, 3,500 yards this week. Boy. 15,000. Sorry, 35,000 <laughs> 35, yards this week. Boy. 15,000. 15,000. <laughs>
2: Thirty-five thousand rushing yards. There's
5: something on there. It's fifteen thousand. There's probably
2: a three somewhere in there. Okay, (laughs) but yeah, Frank Gore, testament to him.
5: Oh yeah. Speaking of the Broncos, that's coming up next. We're going to do a whole segment, as requested by y'all, on the Broncos and you know the state the state of this team and franchise. Coming up next. I'm going to kill myself.
2: Download YouTube Red and see if they want to pay us. Because John Away's ego is bigger than the Rocky freaking mountains in Colorado. <laughs> it is, and I think because he thinks the new. entire city of yeah. Denver <laughs> owes. Him, their life, because he won two Super Bowls at the end of his career when he didn't even oh, do anything for that freaking team Curry. other than the helicopter. God, don't get me wrong. John is <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks to ever play,
0: but he needs to get over it. That was twenty freaking years ago, John. How good he is! As long as he's over six foot five, he's on the roster and he's playing. And if he has <laughs> an arm,
2: oh boy, he's going to be on a roster. Yeah. John, one of John Owey's few good drunken quotes. This one's for Pat. Like that gave me chills. Wow. Make sure to save. And then you should play... There was like a string. Hey, yeah. Okay, go. His brain had already been experiencing... Um, not Alzheimer's? Yeah. But, but like... I don't the, know what you're saying. What's the word <laughs> I'm looking at. Signs. Signs of Alzheimer's. Okay. That's just, <laughs> just the word signs. Yo, don't be Alzheimer's. laughing. <laughs> no, don't Alzheimer's is not funny. I'm laughing at... My own... You couldn't say signs. Yeah, anyway, I couldn't say 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 signs. Do not misinterpret this. I love the Broncos, and I love Pat Bolland. Don't question it. I have a football sign by him, and... So, we'll see
0: how... I it. don't know if I should be
2: relieved that someone's going to own the team, or if I should freak the frick okay, out, yeah, because John Elway's going to own the team. It doesn't like, okay. Hey, I own the
4: Broncos.
0: <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, get this. <laughs>
2: playing patty cake with Leonard Fournette all the way down the field, <laughs> even yeah. though he could have made the play in the backfield. Right. and no, Leonard, Fournette.
0: So, Leonard Fournette is not a player to play patty cake with. <laughs> the hustle. The, the hustle was <laughs> from <laughs> any of the players that I didn't
2: just name.
5: I guess I put him in comeback year of the back player of the year? So you trade Drew Locke probably for like an 8th 7th round pick. I was about to, to say 8th You know, you, you just get rid of him. Alright y'all, welcome back to the Cycle365. This is episode 6. First, before we get on to our last segment <laughs> right here. God, bro, I had... And you know, he's a way better... I think he's a better passer. I think he has a better sense of the game. Oh, don't give me that one. <laughs> See, here we go already. Hey, that, I, I can't counter, so I got to say everything right here. And, you know, he's just, I think he's a better player. Oh, and he's younger, too. So there you go. No injury history. Jesse? You got to go, Jesse. I'm
2: going to take Luca.
3: Yeah! yeah! Why well, you got to do me like Luca that? Luka magic. <laughs> Let's
2: go. I'm just going to October 1st, 2019. Simon calls Luca Doncic the GOAT. <laughs> well, he is. But anyways...
5: That's it for episode six of The Cycle. Like I said, catch us on social media. Check out our website. That's it for now. Peace. Later. Bye. <laughs>
0: Bye. Okay.
5: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode seven of the Cycle365. Currently today, it is October 8th that we're recording and we're gonna talk about a bunch of sports
0: yeah, yeah, So, no. we, so our intermural team is actually trash. We are 0-3 <laughs> and we have a game this weekend. This week, actually. Yeah. Are you excited to play, Cody?
2: Yeah, I'm excited to play. Okay. <laughs> okay start over. why? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's funny, right? Okay. Yeah, it's
5: funny. So we're here to talk about sports Mostly football and baseball. Uh, oh, wait. Shoot.
2: <laughs> yeah, they they, they played like Browns. Like a stain on pants. Oh, they really did.
0: <laughs> yeah. What did you say earlier today, Cody? They, their offense struggled like our intramural team? Yeah, their
2: offense looked a lot like our intramural <laughs> team. Not good. Very true. Their
0: yeah, defense <laughs>
5: looked like our intramural defense as well. Oh.
0: Which I run.
2: But anyways. <laughs> so Wow, a self-roast. That's... <laughs> That's different. Hard to come by. I take Anyways.
0: accountability. Kansas State. I was going to say sour cream and onion. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> just want to tell you something hilarious. Our friend Zach bet on the Colts winning and he won $600. That's, That's true. true.
2: That's not funny. It just makes me sad. Well, Because I lost uh, $150 bucks at a casino. <laughs> and, and Zach's out here just throwing money out and he just wins yeah. on sports betting. No. We haven't had what? a trade for a coach since John Green we well,
5: yeah. see Dan Snyder. He's dysfunctional. <laughs> right. You he's don't a know.
3: Off,
2: one flew over the
5: cuckoo's nest. Yeah, he's a little crazy. He might he might be like oh Mike Tomlin. He has a Super Bowl. One Super for every Super Bowl he has, yeah. I'll Go give you a, a first round pick. <laughs> well, I guess it'd only be one for every Super Bowl appearance you have. I'll give you a first round pick.
2: Simon dreaming big as a Steelers fan this week. It yeah.
5: could happen. You know,
2: Marlon Humphreys choking Odell one week and then making Juju choke the next week. Pause. Okay. Okay. Show me the dude. Anyways,
1: Simon
0: always tells me I talk really quiet, so I'm really close to the mic now so that you can definitely hear me.
5: <laughs> e. Alright, anyways, thank you for listening to The Cycle 365. This was episode 7. It was recorded on October 8th, just so y'all know. This is Simon Villanos,
0: Cody Stauffer. And I'm Jesse Boon. And we want the Redskins. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, we're going to buy the Redskins. Hashtag
2: cycle for the Redskins. Ooh, the cycle 365 for the Redskins. Oh, yeah, we still got to worry about trademark and stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
5: all right, we're about to head out. Check <laughs> it
2: <laughs> No, oh that's No, I'm
5: going to keep it. That was going to be perfect.
6: <laughs> no, you can cut out all the okay, laughing. You okay. can see where the fucking starts.
5: Yeah, because no, you your loud ass. Eat the, the fucking
0: block, block of sound. Okay. How okay. do you hear block of sound, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna oh well, you should say follow us on <laughs> here you say it. I don't know them go ahead <laughs> follow us
2: follow us Instagram page. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> follow us
5: on our social media and check out our website and our YouTube channel
2: yeah don't follow us physically that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah don't do yeah. that <laughs> alright <laughs> right, we better to head out peace bye Hey, welcome to <laughs> the fuck out of you.
3: All right, get that shit, you
2: asshole. I'm fucking proud of yourself. Go, go. <laughs> no, no, I can't do it. Yeah, I really.
5: <laughs> Hey, I hope that covers protection too, because I'm about to go wild in Denver. Okay, maybe not wild.
2: You know. Your opinion on the Mavericks is wrong. They're going to be last in the West. Nope. <laughs> A just sun. kidding, that's the sub. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our boys Zachary Klein. That does it for this segment. We'll catch you on the next segment. And play football. Yeah, they're acting like
5: Philly fans. No, <laughs> No, know what I'm talking yeah, about. Philly girl, fans I know be what doing the most. You be acting like Philly fans. Act professional <laughs> and play most. football for once. You're not going to have another Super Bowl for another 100 years. Shout
2: numbers. out to EDP445. Check out his YouTube channel. He has great Eagles content. God. Eagles fans. Hey, can we end with like a group high-five over the mic? Let's try it. Let's go. Literally,
5: we could all just high-five and it was No, like no, this. let's just...
2: Yeah! <laughs> Why'd we all
3: miss?
0: <laughs> yes, we did That's miss. That's the perfect We ball, did so. miss the three-way high-five. Pause.
2: That shot changed my mind.
0: How? So, we test yeah, I, we're testing? Yeah, we're testing, we're testing. I just saw...
5: He played with a 49ers defense. I just saw Jason career.
0: Garrett on the TV. And um, he was very wet. Because <laughs> it's raining. it, yeah, we should have recorded gosh, that. It's recording. No, we, no, we are recording. recording. It's, recording. Oh. Yeah, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's because oh, it's oh, my oh. because it's raining. It's raining in New England right now, okay? No, That's cause cause he, why he's, he's wet. He's sweating
2: because his job security is not very solid. No, it's kinda like Coach Collins. You got well, fired. That's not solid. It's liquid at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> it it's
5: not there it. at it's all. It's a liquid
0: ca- account. All
2: right,
5: okay. I'm going to have to listen. All right, we're going to start
0: this. About like <laughs> a football player, and they asked me to do Tom Brady. And I said, no, I'm going to do a Danny and Tomlinson. I'm like, you can't. I'm like, why, why not? <laughs> and they're like... Wait, why'd they say why, though? Well, we were up in the middle of the mountains, so people didn't really care that much. But they said because... Tom Brady. Like, it was like you had to dress up as them and walk in and like give us a as oh, they were. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay, all you okay. <laughs> have to do is get a dark visor, bro. And, and Daniel Thomas. Yeah, and just I wear a helmet. And Anyways, and I also only have one jersey. I have one professional jersey, and it's on Danny Thomas. Really? Where do you hide that? Wait, no. Closet. I've
5: seen it. I've seen it. It's yeah. This is it the baby blue one. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: I used to it's have it's one just fun. like that. It's
0: mm-hmm. The only jersey I have, Cody.
2: Jesse, I respect you as <laughs> a person, but that makes me sick. Why? He's a closet Chargers
0: fan. Chargers are terrible. I don't know if I like the Chargers You ask all the time, like, oh, you a Chargers fan? I'm like, no, I'm,
2: I'm gonna, I'm going to get you a LaDain Tomlinson Jets jersey for Christmas.
0: Okay, and then I'm going to get LaDain Thompson TCU jersey. they don't have all <laughs> yeah. of I'd want
5: an
2: OT TCU jersey. LaDain Tomlinson, if you're listening to this, I have two of your rookie cards, and I'd appreciate if you signed them, though. Didn't you just say you hated the dude? As a (laughs) kid.
5: Is is he going to hold that against (laughs) me?
6: Yep. I don't know.
5: (laughs) I heard
2: he's a good dude just now.
0: (laughs)
3: Okay, that's great. We can all agree
0: upon that LaDain Thompson is who we'd start our franchise with and is the most versatile.
5: Like, you know, other SEC Okay, what's the elevation of Arkansas? (laughs) What? Wait, why does it matter? Because it's It's harder to breathe here. Oh, and?
2: Are you serious? It's,
3: Bro, say, okay, it but that has matter. nothing to do it with the
5: fans. That has nothing to do with the fi- like the atmosphere, like the atmosphere. fans. Yes,
0: atmosphere and elevation have gone hand in hand. Hey Siri, I'm <laughs> asking Siri on the
2: podcast? Where is Murray State?
5: And the answer is no answer. I
6: found one option: Murray State University on Murray Place Drive in Murray.
0: Is that the one you're in, in? Murray. Oh. I didn't
5: see that video. I literally
0: watched that video last night. did <laughs> You watch It was on Why?
2: TikTok. Why? <laughs> it was okay. on TikTok. It was like... From everyone here at The Cycle365, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And Black Friday. Oh, a happy Black
0: Friday. What? Okay. Friday. I mean... And then if you really want to go to the Happy Sunday. Cyber Monday and a wonderful giving... And a Merry Christmas. (laughs) All right. See you next time. We're not. Happy New Year. All right. 2020.
2: We'll do that shit first. Welcome back. It's been quite some time since you've heard all of us here.
0: No, Simon, put something out. Yeah,
2: I did. That's why I said all of us. Oh, Oh.
0: just my voice and your voice, Cody.
2: Yes. The other two. That's two thirds of the cycle as we know it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as originally planned, but
5: as we know it. But I'm Cody Stauffer. I'm Simon Villanos.
0: And I'm Jesse Booten. And, and you should probably do the uh, normal intro. The what? The normal intro. Like, what episode is this?
2: Oof. So, uh, <laughs> this dang. is episode 16. You got it, Cody. Recorded on January 14th, 14th. 2020.
0: And he's a little bowling ball. Yeah. He's like 5'9. Alright. Uh, I'm a Kellen Mond.
5: Disbeliever. <laughs> doubter. Or doubter. Yeah. I don't he's not that good. Cody's not I'm nodding consent. my
2: head vigorously. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. If yes. I had Bill O'Brien, Ryan, Ryan Day would be like Ryan Dawn, because that means that we might actually go somewhere. Okay. <laughs>
5: Anyways. Bill O'Brien is an idiot. So he's not a good coach. No. We knew that. We've known we that. Knew, though. We know that though. We've been
2: we've been here. <laughs> for years. Okay, and the worst part is that he keeps going to the playoffs. <laughs> I know. Because then people are like, oh, he t- he's a good coach. Oh, he took he took the Brock Osweiler Texans to the
0: playoffs. It doesn't matter. Sean, it- yeah. Well, it comes down to, like, yeah, the yellow line is not the first down. Have you ever seen it when, like, the camera's moving? The yellow line's like... <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. 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 exactly, exactly like the that. Field. Pause. Exactly <laughs> like that, though. Um... Cody, why don't you do the Ed Orgeron voice and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, see us out here.
2: Well, I'd just like to thank the fans for coming out, coming in and listening to the Cycle365. And hope you enjoy our national championship
4: and enjoy this conference championship and NFL playoff. Go Tigers!
5: <laughs> and that's that. Go ahead and talk. Hello! People of the world.
0: Cody's ah! <laughs> been like that all morning. Ah! Welcome to the 20th episode. Happy anniversary. Rounding into
2: shape. Rounding into shape. Jesse, you want to toss me my jacket? Ah!
3: <laughs> Sheesh.
5: Throughout the season, I've mentally been forming a list of players who I think are soft, and who are probably never going to win anything significant unless they're on a super team, uh, like Kevin Durant-esque, right? And,
2: Preach. Preach.
5: And here's here's my list. I'll, I mean, it's not in any order because I think they're all trash anyways, but Joel Embiid, he's on that list. Ben Simmons, he's on that list. Cap, uh, he's on that list. And here's what they all have in common. I think they're all soft. The fact that Jimmy Butler, like, okay, first off, bullying isn't cool. I'm a teacher. I know how this works and all that. It's not cool. But the fact that stories came out that Jimmy Butler was bullying Kat was like, okay, well, see, they called it bullying, but it's the truth. Like, he doesn't work hard. He barely gets better. He's not any stronger than he is when he was a rookie. And he, like, he's just, like, he's stat pads. And that's it. And he really doesn't play with that much intensity unless, like, things are going really well for him. And I don't know if it's just, like, a mental thing where he can't, like, I don't know. He just can't do it consistently or he feels like he needs to be hot or he just shuts down. But I don't like that. And it's not D'Angelo Russell. I know he's a good player. But I don't think Cat is that great of a player. And I don't think that, you know, D'Angelo Russell is going to make them that much better than Andrew Wiggins, if I'm being honest. I think the problem is Cat. I think he's just not that great of a player. And I don't see them making it to the second round of the playoffs at all. Ever. Like <laughs> it doesn't I don't see them doing it ever and I'll say that right now. I just I think I think he's soft. Like every time I think about Cat, I think of that little meme of DeMarcus Cousins before he tore everything. Basically like, you know, brick walling him because Cat couldn't get through him because he's still weak and doesn't really go out and lift like you should. So, the San Diego Chargers,
2: the Los Angeles Chargers.
5: Sorry, the Los Angeles. <laughs> Gosh, man, I'm oh, never going to wait. There's that.
2: another team that we're gonna have to work on. That's the Las just Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Jinx. Yay.
5: Coming up next. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Y'all ready to start? With you, Jesse. Yeah, I'm good. All right, all right. Welcome back to the cycle three six five. I just realized I didn't say my name, but y'all probably already know it. I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon <laughs> Voyanos. None
2: of us said our names. I'm Jesse. I'm Cody Stoffer. Hey, we were calling each other by our names. Yeah. That's an informal introduction.
5: Yeah. Well, we're 50 minutes into the podcast, so if you didn't know our names by now, there you go. That's right. I should have been
2: listening to the other 19 <laughs>
5: episodes. Yeah. That's true.
1: Check them out if you have
5: not. I'm, I'm trying to get a radical opinion out of y'all. I've seen it forever. <laughs> I've, at this point, how old am I? 21. He just punched the Once. computer. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't mean to punch of computer. Well, the computer. Well, whatever. Well, it's out of frustration. Because at this point, I've almost, I think this next season, or hold up, how old am I? I'm 21. You're 21. So this next, either this next season or in two years. It'll mark officially, like, I've been watching Kyler Murray for almost 10 years (laughs) straight. That sounds weird
2: when you say it out loud.
5: Yeah, like, I've been watching this dude for almost a decade, from middle school to high school to college to to the pros. Um, Or he could come to Pittsburgh. Old cornerback,
2: you in what, if, what if You could if, team
0: up with Joe Hayden. What if every single player in the NFL went to Pittsburgh? I know. that's <laughs> <laughs> what it sounds like every time. We yeah, they, they might go eight and eight again. <laughs> I
5: gotta say it because y'all y'all never want anybody. So, I yeah, I'd take
0: Patrick Peterson still. Cardinals. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put them third as well. Okay, and then the Rams I, at the bottom of the division. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, that's yeah. What it Never means. mind, that's right. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know why, I was tripping. Alright, so Seahawks first. Seahawks win it.
5: Yeah, pretty much. Stephen A. Smith was uh, very mad, got a technical. He's probably going to suit up next year, he says. He will suit up next year, he says. And uh, drop 50. That's have you ever seen yours. that
2: 2K tape? Not mine. Which one? Of the creative player, my player, of Stephen A. Smith.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah. have. <laughs> We yeah, should.
2: if if we have the link to that, if we can find the link to that, we should definitely put that in the description. Yeah, we but we could find it. If you don't, if you don't find it, just edit this out. But anyways,
5: um, but yeah, Stephen A. Smith, he's gonna be the first player coach ever in All Star Game history to play uh, <laughs> next year. Or you know, actually, um, Kevin
2: Hart was the first player coach. Wait, was he? Yeah. When did he coach? He was. He was. It was the year after he said he was never gonna play again. He was coaching, and then he took off his, like, suit, and he started playing. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was a whole thing.
5: Okay, I forgot about that. He'll Maybe. be the oldest player coach. <laughs> there we go. All right, okay, moving on,
2: though. But what we're really here for, what we're really here to talk about is how Aaron Gordon, for the second time in his career, has gotten robbed of winning a dunk contest. Because yeah. on his final dunk... Where he jumped over Taco Fall, what seven foot four or something like that. Seven yeah. foot five, <laughs> seven foot five, got a forty-seven out of fifty.
5: But he didn't clear a Taco Fall.
2: Okay, he still jumped over easily over seven feet. Like, what do you, what are you trying to say? Like, he barely skimmed Taco, dude. He jumped over it. Yeah. He jumped over Taco his Fall. His
5: whole leg hits the back of his head. <laughs> like his, th- you could see his thigh. paws Rub up against Taco <laughs> Fall's head. I <laughs> gotta
2: use the word rub? But anyway, well, it
5: did happen because he didn't clear him. It happened, you know. I mean, Derrick Jones like would have still
2: below the thigh. Like, what do you
5: mean it's below the thigh? I mean, it that wasn't like his freaking torso
2: or stomach hit Taco Fall. Oh, yeah, if that like happened, he still then landed he the jump over after Taco. <sighs>
5: Bruh, like, I'm, like, literally the only person who feels this way, I feel, that it really wasn't that impressive. Because, yeah, okay, cool, he talked, he talked over, he jumped over Taco Fall, and, like, he's 7'5", but, like, first off, he didn't clear. Second off, it's not like he was doing anything that complicated. He literally just grabbed the ball from him, raised it up above his head, like Aaron Gordon's head, and then dunked it, and that's it. No windmills, no 360s, none of that. It was just a straight jump
2: seven-and-a-half-foot-tall man that he jumped over.
5: Derek Jones could have easily done that.
2: Well, if Derek Jones is more creative, which creativity is a part of the dunk contest.
5: He did a windmill dunk at the free-throw line. He
2: didn't even take off from the free-throw line. Okay,
5: so he was, like, five inches away from being at the free-throw line. No,
2: he was, like, a whole foot, like, a whole NBA foot, which is a lot more. Bro,
5: that is, like, basically the same thing as Aaron Gordon not clearing like, Taco Fall, though. Oh my, no it's
2: not. Yes it no, is, how is it not? Dude, oh my gosh, it's, just, it's not creative. If Derrick it's Jones could jump from the free
5: all. throw line, Derrick Jones could probably have cleared Taco Fall.
2: Wait, what? What would you say? If
5: Derrick Jones could jump from the free throw line, basically, you've seen him done it before, so there's that. But, if he could do that, then he could jump over Taco Fall clean. Because I'm pretty sure Aaron Gordon can't jump from the free throw line.
2: No, Aaron Gordon is a vertical jumper. I feel like bro. What is mean? There's a difference between
0: distance and verticality. Not, Are you serious? Dude, I, will okay. say, I, will I don't say, know, Chief. I will chime in here that if you can jump far, it means you can also jump high.
5: Yeah, because if you could jump far, that bit here's how it works. I was in uh, sh- shoot, what was it? No, not physics. <laughs> the other one, biomechanics. biomechanics yeah. So it's not gliding. Basically, you're just jumping up. It's a parabolic, uh, you know, thing like the U, right? And so, basically, how it works is that he's jumping high and then he's just coming down. And that's what it is. Like when he jumps across the free throw line or jumps at the free throw line, and it looks like he's gliding. It's just showing how high he could jump, and then like, it's just basically him falling from then on. So that's that. So. If Aaron Gordon can't do that. And he couldn't clear Taco Fall. And that means Derrick Jones you, definitely okay, could have done that. you that
2: he didn't clear Taco Fall literally makes it sound like he didn't succeed at the dunk. Well, he made the dunk,
5: but you could still make the dunk without clearing somebody. Okay, do you
2: think that that dunk was worth a
5: $47? You yes. <laughs> What? What, bro? People are only liking it because it's Taco Fall and he's a meme. He's 7'5". He barely has to jump anywhere. Even though he's a basketball player, and like I, I really do feel like it could literally have been like Boban Marjanovic, and nobody would have cared.
2: No, I feel like even if he dunked over Boban, it would have been a, it would have been a fifty. Yeah, barely dunked
5: over Boban, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I'm just saying.
2: No, Aaron Gordon no. deserved to win the dunk contest. And you will not change my mind on this.
5: Jesse, did you see the dunks? Nope. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
2: Derek Jones did a. Fa- I want to put this out there. Derek Jones okay. did a fantastic job. His dunks were all really solid. And honestly, if I'm being completely honest, if we're if we're gonna compare the two and say that it should have been fair, they both probably should have got fifties because the judges were handing out fifties like crazy, like yeah. they do literally every year, and we should have got another round out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Lots of want to controversy around. Uh, <laughs> and contest. And if you
2: don't remember from a couple of years ago, Aaron Gordon should have won that dunk contest against Zach Levine. Well, I
5: believe could. that one more than this one, though, because this one was close to me. Like I legitimately, like at the end, I legitimately felt like it was close. Or okay, sorry, and- not close. It was far. Sorry, the last one was close. Well, this one was someone that I felt like Derrick Jones definitely well,
2: won. And if you look at, okay, look at the look at Derek Jones' face after Aaron Gordon dunks.
5: That doesn't mean Derek anything. Derrick Jones'
2: face said, I just lost. Yeah, and then if bro. you look at his face after Aaron Gordon gets a 47, Derek Jones is shaking his head because he knows that Aaron Gordon should have got more than a 47.
5: Do you have video proof of this?
2: Yes, I do. You can watch it right now. Okay,
5: you know what? Let's Let's see it.
2: After a brief break, where we watched the dunk contest with Jesse, Jesse is here to tell us why um,
0: he thinks I'm wrong. So I'm going to side with Simon and say that Aaron Gordon should have lost by one point. And he did. And he did because in today's day and age, in an All-Star game, for no matter what, no matter what uh, league it is, I'm looking for. Okay. When I say spectacular, yes, jumping over to Taco Fall is spectacular. But the excitement in dunking, like, the windmill dunk from, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it's a foot and a half from inside the um, free throw line. But you can see. And Eric Gordon Gordon hung on to the rim, too. But Eric Gordon did not completely clear Taco Fall. No. Taco Taco Fall's head got taken down by Aaron Gordon's body. Yes, but whatever. When
5: Luka takes over the league. It's
2: xenophobic for them to bench the two European players in the fourth quarter. Well,
5: when Luka takes over the league in like a year or two, he's going to have Jokic out there instead of Anthony Davis and LeBron. So just just you wait. You're assuming Jokic isn't going to be the captain of the team. (laughs) All right, whatever. He'll keep Luka in,
2: I assume, because that's how that works. Anyways. And that's what happened. Then Anthony Davis missed the first free throw. Yeah. And I think he should have missed the second one on purpose.
5: I I mean, you want to win it, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, they want to win, but, like, I just feel like it's, like, kind of a boring way for the All-Star game to end on a free throw. Well, if
5: he missed it, then that means the other team would have literally just needed a two or three to win the game.
2: Yeah, they would have got the ball with exactly one play left.
5: No... Wait, what do you mean exactly one play left?
2: Or it would have went on to...
5: No, there's no game. Oh,
2: yeah, no overtime. No,
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah. So basically,
0: no, Anthony Davis no. needed to make it if they're going to win because, let's be honest, Team Young's probably would have won if they would have taken the ball. Yeah, yeah.
5: But two, with all it's, that it's size, that, pause, You right, have a lot of players that like That's get why it they
2: should have... They did the right thing, but, like, also it's just, like, from a... Audience perspective
0: yeah. boring. Maybe you could From a change that. Yeah, maybe you could push that for next season. You it? know,
2: just like in 21, you know, sometimes people will say no no free throws
0: to win. Yeah, it has to end on a dunk. That's what I was going to say. Well, it doesn't have to end on a dunk, but we yes. could say, you can say Yes! That, you keep the same rules for next year, just make it, it cannot end on a free throw. The uh-huh. only way it can end is
2: on a fadeaway pull. <laughs> <Shoot. laughs> it's on a Kobe.
0: Hey, it'd be cool if it
5: ended on a dunk. Imagine LeBron trying to, or anybody else trying to dunk on and be. It wouldn't be that hard, but yeah. Uh,
6: did you guys lose to the Hawks?
5: No. Oh, yeah, we did, but that's because we didn't have three of our starters. I don't know why. The... We always take out Luka, Hardaway, and then a starting center like before every game versus the Hawks, and half the time we still beat them. So, I don't know, but Luka's probably played maybe one game against the Hawks out of, like, five. So... <laughs> And it's, like, resting, too. Like, I know his ass ain't actually hurt because then
2: he's playing two days later. So, and then, do we want to talk about, uh, like, Col- Kobe White? What about it? He's put up, like, three or four consecutive 30-plus point games. So, on the 29th,
5: I think is or no no wait there's no 29
2: yeah there is oh, pe- oh there is yeah i baby, baby. My. you know be talking to my grandkids be like oh I was there back when the Bears beat at the beginning of the northern
5: Colorado dynasty yeah
2: I was there at the beginning when we beat a I don't know
5: some fifth seed team like UNC. <laughs> That'd be dope if, because we can. For betting, yeah. I
2: can't. I can't wait to go to Vegas and bet on an XFL game. Yeah. You can't bet if you're a UNC employee. You're right. You cannot.
5: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cutting out high level blue blood programs. I should say, like Kentucky, Duke, UNC. Sorry, they don't deserve that name. North, North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> We're the UNC. <laughs> We're the real UNC. Um, they're trash this year. They really <laughs> are.
0: That's the Blues, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but Wh- a-
2: wait, 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 what? They literally <laughs> just won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Yeah, and they're in the playoffs.
3: Okay, like, but it's, but, right it's
0: but it's football, and San Louis loves football. Jesse
5: said they love the Battle Hawks more than the Blues. Maybe. No Whoa. way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sports this week. We'll yeah. come back
0: next week with some more.
5: Oh, real quick. Cody said he'd rather watch spring training for baseball than the XFL. Boo! I
3: did
0: not no, say
2: that. Yeah, you did. I, did. I said I like spring training. It's important.
0: Boo. <laughs> the XFL is much better. But anyways, uh, nah, let's wrap it messing. up. All right. I am Simon Villanos. I am Jesse Booten. Cody
5: Stauffer. We'll catch you all next time on episode 23, Northern Colorado is the real UNC. Bam.
2: I can't believe Brandon Silver's played the whole season hungover.
5: Yeah, probably. Something like that.
0: Hi, let, me paint, let me paint this picture for our listeners. So me and Simon are sitting here watching the game, right, on the TV. Yeah. It's pretty, it's like, it's a pretty boring game. <laughs> and Simon is exhausted. He was exhausted this last weekend. So he, yeah. I just see him dozing off every once in a while. I look over there and I'm like, oh, Simon's sleeping. The first time they showed the cup snake, he goes, wait. What is that? He sits up and he's like, what is this? I'm like, it actually got him excited. (laughs) That's why it was literally the best part of this game. It did, yeah. Simon sat up and was interested in this cup snake.
5: Yeah, it was because the cup snake was less predictable than uh, the coaching staff's play calling, both of them.
0: Well, the Guardians, the New York Guardians might, might not have it. I mean, not that a lot of people go to the games, anyways,
2: but it's still. That could be. Like, it's still could, New York. Yeah. It's a public gathering of less than a thousand people because no one shows <laughs> up. Y'all, y'all
5: could say something if you want. Signing back <coughs> them little girl moves. Pause. Oh, Jesse. Hey, Pause. okay. That's. E. <coughs> y'all good? Yep. All right. Welcome back to the Psycho Three Six Five. This is episode. Twenty-five.
2: hey yeah. Simon.
5: What? You know what's better than twenty-four? Alright. Twenty-five! Uh yeah, and we are pre-recording this or you know whatever. Well I guess we pre-record all our podcasts. But <laughs> yeah, it is March thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, twenty twenty. Um and the world is falling apart. There there are no <laughs> more sports to watch.
2: And uh no. Le'Veon Bell's a joke. Well Sam Darnold's a joke. Well, Robbie Anderson's a joke. Yeah. yeah. The whole organization is a mess. I would say Adam Gase is a terrible... Both Norths. East, East, east. 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 That's
5: that for the... Both of the Leasts, honestly. All these teams are pretty bad. Right. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Cycle 365. It is March 15th,
6: 2020. I'm here with some special guests. Gene Villanoz. I'm Joel, uh, tallest brother... My favorite sports memory would be back in Plano, Texas. Shout out Plano, Texas. Plano Sports Authority was during the playoffs that we had. We were the A seed and we were playing this really stacked team called the Running Rebels. And the Running Rebels always won. They always had the best record, but I still remember it to this day. There's eight seconds left, elbow jumper, to get us up by one. And then somehow we got the ball back again. And the coach told me to run the ball out, but I was like, nah, I'm trying to get two more buckets, came in and got fouled and then missed a couple of free throws. But That was my, definitely my favorite sports memory ever. All right. How old were you when this happened? I don't know if you said that or not. I was probably 12, 12, 12 or 11 years old. I was a little chunkier back right. then, but yeah, I was definitely
1: younger and it was um, PSA in Plano. All right. I was uh, I was playing at this middle school, same middle school, shout out to them, and we was in the playoffs, so we had to beat uh, this middle school called Holmes, and the thing was, I wasn't like that good of a player, I was probably like decent at best, but our two best players, we had a point guard and we had a small forward, they were injured, so... It was up to me. I had to do the work, and I scored a career-high 11 points. Uh, got our team up. Got our team up. <laughs> go on. Here, go on, go on. Got our team up. You know, a few points. You were able to—one uh, of my teammates knocked down the free throws. And, you know, uh, there was a very important game to me <laughs> in my very short-lived basketball career. All right. Yeah, yeah. so
5: we're a, we're a family of hoopers, except for me. I played football, but these two uh, they carried on that basketball legacy for us. So, speaking of basketball, we're all from Dallas here. We all grew up there. Um, I mean, we lived there for a good 15, 14-ish years. So, we're going to talk some Mavericks basketball. And I know the season's over because of coronavirus. Or I shouldn't say it's over. But it's definitely... Okay, that's right. Before we move into offseason moves, uh, let's let's stick with this season. Uh, assuming that, you know, the playoffs do restart back up. They just skip the whole regular season and start with the playoffs. The Mavericks are at seven right now, so that means they would have to face off with the L.A. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard and the boys. Uh, Joel, you did say that you feel like the Mavericks could make it to the second
1: round. Do you think the Mavericks could beat the L.A. Clippers? No. That was before I knew (laughs) that the Clippers were second seed. Oh, No. I don't think we could. Because even, I don't know our regular season record against them, but I think I've watched like one or two games and... It wasn't looking too hot we haven't but
6: I believe a lot in a change of scenery a change of perspective and to say and rule Mike McCarthy out before he's coach one Dallas Cowboy game is a bit absurd in my opinion Mm -hmm. Um, I like to be looking at stats sure facts I don't ever go on a whim and say He's bad because this. I try to give excuses. If it's eight and eight, obviously that's something that we have to reevaluate at the end of that season. But in my opinion, let's see how he does. Let's give him a chance, and if he sucks, we'll let him know. Yeah.
1: Well, much. okay, all right. Did you have anything you wanted to add, Joel? Well, I mean, I agree. There's no point in really judging him, and I know he had Aaron Rodgers as a QB, so that is a big contribution to his championship but nonetheless i think we should still give him a chance there's no reason to hate on him just yet and we haven't seen one season happen
6: and specifically for head coaches in the nfl this is one of those things that they forget easily what you have done in the past you could have a wonderful season you could want to win a championship but if you don't deliver in a big football town like green bay it reverberates more so in my opinion because you are basically the decision maker of the team so everything lies upon you and i don't necessarily think it's all his fault or not his fault it's just how it ended up and i believe that with this new start he'll definitely be gosh you gotta cut that (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry this is